Same make, same model, same podcast, new mission. Once programmed to destroy the future, now their mission is to protect it. And this time, it's personal. If you thought you'd seen it all the first time, look again. Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show Part 2, Judgment Day. Everybody, and welcome to part two of the Attack of the Killer podcast award show. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am your host, Insane Mike. This is episode 199. You're literally rolling up your sleeves. You're so excited. I am excited. I'm excited. Um, but 199, man. I know. Next one is the big two. You thought this was oh, a big oh. one. Oh, just wait. There's, is that enough O's? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. And if you th- yeah, if you thought the award <laughs> show was epic, two parter epic award show, you just wait till episode two hundred. Two o o. He's gonna have his o face on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you are new to the show, Attack of the Killer Podcast is a horror movie podcast. Group of friends. We get together. We sit around. We talk about horror movies. We have a good old time. We have a topic. We pick a couple movies within that topic and then we discuss so there's probably going to be spoilers just to forewarn you now this is an extra special episode we do this once a year where we talk about our top 10 favorite films of the year so it is the what we call the attack of the killer podcast award show um i'm just excited i have friends (laughs) yes uh if you are listening to the show for the first time, you just kind of stumbled on it on your own, you can also hear our show on our very own podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. That sounds cool. It is. Or the PFPN for short. Good short. Yeah. There are 17 total shows on the network, so lots of great pop culture goodness to listen to. A lot of good shows, so check it out at thepfpn.com. The Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show is sponsored by Shudder, the horror movie online streaming service that shows more than just horror movies. They have shows and podcasts and stuff too. But it's super awesome, and if you are, if you do not have a subscription, you can get one for free by from us here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. You can get a month for free by going to going to sign up and put in the promo code. AOTKP, and you'll get a free month of Shudder from Attack of the Killer Podcast. Yeah, you get a whole month to check out all the cool stuff on there, and if you don't like it, you don't have to keep going, but... You know you will. You know you will. It's so good. It's like Netflix for horror fans. And the Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show is also sponsored by our Patreons. That's right, the show couldn't happen if it wasn't for our Patreon supporters. That's right, we shut down. That's right. Mm. This award-winning award show <laughs> wouldn't happen <laughs> if it wasn't for the Patreon supporters. Or any of the show. This show wouldn't exist 
if it wasn't for you guys out there who support the show, it probably would exist, but um, we just want to make it. It wouldn't you... be as rewarding. There you go. Oh, nice. good like that. See what I did there? <laughs> Love it. You too could be a an attacker or a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com backslash AOTKP. Check out the tiers because there's lots of goodies that you could get by becoming an attacker. You get shout out on the show. You get uh, weekly videos. You will get the show once a week instead of every other week, thanks to bonus episodes. You could get a T-shirt. You can tell us what to do on the show by recommending a commentary episode. And so much more. So do it. Check out the tiers and see what you, see what you want to do and become an attacker today. Again, that's um, patreon.com, AOTKP. Now, it's time to get on with the show. But first, I got to introduce you to the other hosts of tonight's festivities, Yay. the Killer Podcast crew. Some say you need tons and tons of hosts to make this show awesome. I say all we need is just a tad. Tad good, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm glad he's here. Next up, we got Andy. Got make it copies. Andy <laughs> Wassum. The Anster. The Antonator. What's up, Andy? Mm, that joke is so antiquated, but uh, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Better than Tad's. <laughs> and lastly, he's the wind beneath my wings, the Simon to my Garfunkel, the peanut butter to my jelly, the milk to my cereal, the salt to my Peppa, the sauerkraut to my trash can because sauerkraut's gross. Jason Bollinger. Hey, oh man, this the, I love this episode a lot. It's so fun to talk about the new movies. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a good 199 episodes. What? Why are you making those faces? Thanks for having me. You're one of the hosts of the show. <laughs> I, I, I'm yourself. not taking anything for granted. I'm just thankful I get to be here and my voice works today. Yeah, yeah. You are sounding much better Thank after you. being on your deathbed. Thanks. The bed that eats. No, it does not. Okay, so let's get into it. We have a lot of to discuss. If you listened to the last episode, we did 10 through 6. So now it's down to the top 5. Our top 5 favorite films of 2019. Oh, man. Oh, this is going to be epic. Um, so we're going to go around. Uh, before you actually start with your number 5, why don't you give everybody a little recap of your 10 through 6. So... Andy, why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, my number 10 was the HBO series Chernobyl. My number 9 was Brightburn. My number 8 was Haunt. My number 7 was Tigers Are Not Afraid. And my number 6 was Dr. Sleep. My number 5 pick is rabid 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 yeah, huh? made the list wow yeah word on I, the street I, was you were excited I, about it so i couldn't wait i can't wait to hear you talk about it 
I really, I really liked it. Um, just uh, the the whole the whole story about you know this girl's face is all messed up. I mean, it looks like she's like because she gets into a wreck and she's just she's like completely beyond repair. But the the repair itself, you know, turns her into something that well is obviously well rabid and just how it just you know how it turns and changes people. I mean, I thought the uh, the practical practical effects were pretty cool. Yeah. And um yeah, I I really I really do, even though it's a uh, re, it's a remake of uh, Cronenberg, I believe Marilyn Chambers was in the first one. Yep. And uh yeah, dude, I really I really really liked it. Uh, uh it's got a cameo by CM Punk. He jumps through a window and tries to, you know, tries to eat people. That that's that's fun. And he's pretty good at being a prick. Yeah, see um, dick. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think uh, his wife in real life uh, is one of the the runway models at the at the end of the movie. It's, she just has a very small bit part, just like like he does. But uh, yeah, rabid by the uh, the Soska sisters. By number I, five. How do you feel about the original? Or does that stand in your? Um, well, here's, here's the truth. Uh, I haven't actually seen uh, the, I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I can't really make a, I may, I might have seen like, you know, the first 10 to 15 minutes of it. I've got it. It's on my to-do list, especially now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I called you out. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not a big deal. But, uh, uh, I, Hopefully this doesn't, you know, discourage me from liking, you know, the original, which I don't. I don't think it will. Um, but yeah, I I dug Rabbit, so that's my number well, five. Well, we need to go. Keep in mind, it's extremely early Cronenberg and extremely low budget. Oh, yeah, that's that's cool. I don't mind that at all. I mean, I've seen some pretty low budget films, you know. Especially <laughs> yeah, true. I like this yeah. movie too. Me too. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I uh, it was a little long for me. I thought they could have trimmed a little bit, but uh, overall, yeah, the effects were awesome. I knew they would be. The Soska sisters always bring oh yeah the, uh, the gore and the goo and the yep. they, they don't hold back. You know, and Tristan Risk getting her fingers bit off that was fun. Yes. Um, mm. Yeah, just the the overall. You know, just the whole them these. Raging like that, that doctor who played the, uh, well, the, the, the soap opera guy who played the doctor. I mean, it just, it show it slowly shows him like the, uh, the sickness taking over and he's getting like progressively more pissed when he blows a take and he just goes after that dude. Oh my God. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is the uh, second movie on the list that I saw that had CM Punk play a yep. complete asshole. And he is really, really good at playing an asshole, so I'm wondering if it's not too far off from, you know, <laughs> how he really is. But, uh, you know, he was in Girl on the Third Floor, which was really cool, too. Um, and he starred in that one. It was pretty much his movie. There's mm. almost nobody else in that movie, so uh, good for him. Mm. Yes, I like this movie a lot as well. Um, definitely. Oh, good. Definitely a, a, a Soska fan, sister fan, but I was starting to get nervous there for a while because it's like, first movie of theirs I saw, American Mary, 
Love yeah. it so much. Fell in love with that movie so much. It's awesome. And then I and then I saw um, See No Evil Two. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's just a it's just a slasher. It's not bad, but there's nothing outstanding about it. There's nothing that separates it from, you know, uh, you know, it was just nice, nice, <coughs> just a nice fun little slasher in a time in an age where we don't get fun little slashers, you know. <clears throat> um, and then I saw their first film, Dead Hooker in a Trunk, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> so things were starting to, as, as my viewing of their filmography, it was progressively getting worse. And so I'm like, man, was it, was, is American Mary it? And still, I don't think Rabbit still lives up to how much I love American Mary. Um, I agree with Tad uh, that... It, a rabbit feels a little long in places, especially I think more in the beginning, because it just seems so. Because like, there there isn't nearly as much focus on the plastic surgery in the original as there is in this. It just it is so fixated on how she's changed for such a long time before, you know, you know, shit starts really hitting the fan. I mean, you get a f- uh-uh. you know a few people turning here and there, but. Uh, you know, but like it just in the original, it just it just goes straight into that, and it's most it's more about that than anything else. <clears throat> but um, but yes, I still really liked it, and you know, they still I feel like I I can I can get a sense for what they are about as filmmakers. You know, especially with uh, um, body imagery and stuff like that, and so yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, good. Yeah, I just I thought it was just a little clunky in its storytelling, but and I did love those effects. Her face absolutely shit was amazing. Mm, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Nice. All right, so Jason, you're number five, but first recap <clears throat> ten through six for us, please. No problem. Number ten, Starfish. Oh yeah, loved it. What? Nothing. I just said, oh yeah. Number nine, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. I love how it's the Bigfoot. I know. And That's the, the title. And then the Bigfoot. Number eight, my guilty pleasure, the fanatic. Number seven, Brightburn. Number six, Dr. Sleep. Number five. And my number five, Haunt. Ooh. Nice, loved it, and uh, and Tad talked about it last uh, episode. You know, it's hard to separate the movie with the experience, and how you some of yours making movement on your list based on experience, which is fine. Yeah, and it's totally I, fine. I was upfront about that from the beginning of, totally. of the last episode that there's going to be a lot of bias in my top ten based on. Based on experience, so. and it's hard not to. This of all films to be biased about, it's easy to with Haunt because <laughs> it's well, the boys who wrote and directed it. <laughs> but uh, you know Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who did another little movie, a Quiet Place, wrote that. Anyway, um, but I actually liked the movie. It was great. Like we said before, it's awesome because it sets. It's in it's a Midwest haunted house, and all of us. Love going to haunted houses, and it really captures the vibe more than any haunted house film I've seen. And it was badass. It was a continual increase of intensity, and it just 
was freaking great. Mm-hmm. And Clown was in one of our movies. So it's uh, <laughs> even more personal. I think uh, Shudder gave this one an award for... Um, oh, yeah. Like, best uh, guy whose face was scarier than his mask. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. But it also wow. made, like, their top five watches, movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. They just had some funny awards they gave out. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of them I thought, that's pretty funny because we just talked about that. <laughs> And it's so cool that it did find a home on Shutter because it does mean that it's guaranteed to some audience, you know. And yeah, yeah, those. I'm and I'm gonna preach this movie forever. So those out there who have Shutter or are going to get a month three free thanks to us, please check out Haunt because I I think it's awesome. I'm, I'll get more to more on that later. Yeah, that's my that's number it. five. That's it. Might might be the like best time right now to take your month of shutter. You're gonna have some time off for the holidays. Yep. You know Joe Bob's not gonna be back until his new season, so you don't you have don't wait for him to come back. You have a lot of stuff to catch up on Joe Bob. You have Haunt to watch. There's just so much. Uh, you know Creep Show. Just you know I'm gonna sound like I'm I'm plugging them because they're sponsored, but no, it's just so damn good. I was watching yeah. right before I got on here because I just love their uh, live their live stations. I can just turn on the Lost Boys is on. Great, I want to watch Lost Boys. I didn't know I did until I turned it on. Now yeah, I do. right, exactly. Yeah, it's like the old days of when I made it in your mind for you. When yeah, we it couldn't... went from Lost Boys right into Shocker, and I'm like, yes, Damn. Oh, nice. yeah, I know. Shutter's Great. awesome. Very cool. Shutter, like you know, they're just streaming from your house. You know, it's like they're streaming <laughs> from our from our libraries. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Tad, recap your ten through six, and then give us your number five. All right, number ten was the perfection. Number nine was in fabric. Number eight was us. Number seven was tigers are not afraid. Number six was crawl, and number five was or is <laughs> the lighthouse. All right, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Robert Eggers' new movie. Ah. Did the witch. Uh, this one? I was not sure on how. I mean, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, and I won't because uh, I think this hits streaming on like the twentieth. Maybe I know you're going to one so, cut this one this year. Is what yeah, this one is. It's going to be on well, my list hit, next year. <laughs> yeah, but th- yeah, this hit theaters, so you had a shot. You had a chance. Not in my town. I know. Come on. I'm oh, sorry. I'd say yeah, I drove two hours to see it. So. Um, it looks so it's, fun. It's it's exactly what you think it is. I mean, if you saw the witch, you think, well, what if they put two guys into a little cabin in a in a lighthouse and um, sort of drove them mad at each other because they're two gassy you know, guys in a lighthouse. Yeah, I mean, uh, another. Uh, I, I sort of have the theory that this is like the second part in a fart trilogy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, from A24, the first one was Swiss Army Man. We have this, and I'm excited to see what the third fart fart house movie is. <laughs> but um, this one has a lot of fart actually. House. <laughs> yeah, it does have a lot of humor in it, and it's intentional. Uh, and it was it was interesting to listen to Agers talk about that and talk about the set. And how a lot of it was improvised, and a lot of it wasn't necessarily acting because these two guys were actually getting drunk on set, and they were getting pissed at each other because they're doing take after take after take, 
in a confined space in horrible weather and bad conditions. So there wasn't a whole lot of acting to it. But uh, the story is very simple. Um, Def- uh, Willem Dafoe plays an old sort of wise dude that helps, that basically runs this lighthouse, makes sure that it is up and running at all times. And this is very old school. So they sort of talk pirate talk almost. Um, Arg. Yeah, but not not quite piratey, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and um, he's very weathered and and gritty and sort of a dickhead the entire time. And Rob Pattinson's this young guy who comes in and he's getting sort of uh, thrown into the fire. And you know he's there. He's trying to basically beat him into learning the ropes of this. And um, it's another character study where these two guys are sort of going crazy. Uh, they get sort of confined to the space and it will drive anybody mad and it starts to drive them both mad and they descend into madness so like i said i'm not going to spoil any of the ending or really any i mean that's basically what you see in the trailer so um yeah it's good it's beautiful it's crazy it's funny uh there's some moments that make you say what the fuck and there's some moments to say holy fuck and uh it's definitely worth watching it's cool as hell um I know you guys will watch it, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. So that's my number five, The Lighthouse. Interesting. Okay. All right, my turn. Uh, So recap my my 10 through 6. We got 10, Child's Play, 9, Glass, 8, It Chapter 2, 7, One Cut of the Dead. I know, not, not high enough. Um, six uh, still regretting it. I am. I really am. And number five uh, got brought up uh, on the last episode. My number five is Crawl, which was Taz's number six. Heck yeah, yeah. I don't know what more I could say after uh, the discussion last last episode, but yeah, I just saw it in the theater, so that obviously helps. And just you know, being on the edge of your seat, an hour and a half of just. You know, gripping the edge of your seat for the whole time and just never letting up or stopping um, was it was just a fun, fun ride, man. The CGI I thought worked really well, yeah. um, way better than the pool. Oh, barely. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, a lot of really cool scenes. I like the scene where she's trapped in the bathroom and then she tricks the alligator into the shower and shuts the door and gets out of there, you know, cool stuff like that. And Just by the time we get to the end of the movie and the house is just completely submerged in water, it's insane. Insane. Yes. <clears throat> Never want to experience a... No, you were thinking about moving to Florida, but then you saw that and you're like, nope. Yeah, well... Not doing it. Yeah. I was really hooked on bath salt, so I was really yep. looking forward to moving to Florida, but not now. I was thinking about swimming in like a really big Olympic-sized pool, and then I saw the pool. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So my number five is crawl. Love it. Crawl to your video store and rent it today. Alexandra Aja. Yes, back in the saddle. Yep. And still kicking ass. All right, Andy, what's your number four? Um, 
I feel like I may have ranked this maybe a little too high, but I really liked it because it's it just it's got a it's a slasher movie, but it's got a just a completely very unique story to it. And my number four is The Furies. Oh, I don't even um, know this one. I knew this would fall on your list after you you told me you watched it and really enjoyed it, and I just avoided the conversation because. Got to save it for the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, it's it basically it uh, the story is about these these group of girls that uh, they get abducted and basically uh, they're kept in like these I guess these trunks or or coffins and they're out in the middle of, of these this wooded area and each. Uh, each of these girls is called a beauty and there's six beauties, but also it, as it turns out, as the movie progresses, they're being stalked and hunted, but there's also six beasts. Now how it plays out, they all think they're being hunted and they're all very terrified of these guys, but actually each beauty is assigned a beast to protect them. Now that way, uh, you know, if a beast goes after one of the other beast's beauties, that beast will try and per- try to protect her, and the, these two slashers will basically start fighting each other. And Neat. you know, of course, the other slasher will just go after these other beauties that aren't his, and they'll try to protect him. So, I mean, it's all played out in a game, but at the same time, um. These these girls have uh, things implanted in their eyeballs that are basically that uh, they're VR enhanced. So basically, they have uh, people who are paying to watch this as they're getting stalked. You know, like via you know the internet or whatever. And it's just it's just a very neat concept. And they can't they can't get out of this area because it's kind of like got like. Um, uh, like this really high pitched squeal that just you know, like really really you know hurts their hurts their ears or whatever you know kind of like uh, how how they had like the exploding collars in like the Running Man and shit like that right they can't get past this sector and I really really liked it because it was just it was so it was you know it gives me the the stuff that I grew up on that I really 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 like but it just it it. You know, it it turned the story around a little bit. You know, it's it just gave us something different, but at the same time, it gave me something that I really, really like, and that's that's you know that's what kind of draws me into movies. So, my number four is The Furies, and I don't know, it, Jason, Mike, you you guys didn't see this? No, no. I, honestly, I never even heard of it. Um, it's on Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. But Ted, I, uh, you saw it. Yeah, um, I actually really didn't have any interest until um, Paul Russ talked about it on um, In Myers We Trust, <laughs> and he, he had a lot of good things to say about it and said he, he really enjoyed it for, uh, he, he said, you know, if you're into slashers, you'd really enjoy it. I watched it, and maybe it was the score that threw me off. I didn't, I did not love this one, um, and I don't know. Maybe I need to give it another shake because I, I maybe I had in my mind like I was expecting something different, and then I watched it. it wasn't what I expected, so I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. Just giving you know watching it on its own. Um, but 
uh, it had a lot of really cool moments, and I, I like the idea of it. It's really cool and original. It's not another zombie movie, not another slasher. It was very uh, original. There was parts of it I did like. I just didn't. Uh, I wouldn't put it. You know, it doesn't make my list. And yeah, I just remember really not liking the score for some reason. All right. Interesting. All right. Cool. So moving on then. Um, Jason, what's your number four? My number four is. You gotta stop copying me, Mike. But it's crawl. <laughs> Crawl higher than than mine. Yeah. So you must have liked it just that so, much more. That much more. It's so great. I mean, I've uh, in the last five years or so, I've been just loving animal attack films. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. did it for you? Was it that experience way back in the day when you and I and Justin wa- watched that thirty-five millimeter print of Grizzly on the big screen? Yep, that really oh, turned wow. it. Yeah. And since then, you know, like Alligator, man, I love that movie. Oh, Alligator's the best. It's so good. Yeah. Day of the Animals. Yes. Anyway, um, but that's what's but that's what's makes this movie unlike any other movie is that it is so simple. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just a horror situation and. And that's all it is. You just you got to get out of it, and it's uh, one track mind, and it's simple, and it's freaking awesome, and it's scary as shit. I love Barry Pepper. The girl's great. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite scene. I can't remember all the craziness. I need to it's pick this up. Yeah, I remember that the like you know you're in the middle of this freaking monsoon from hell, and I remember like coming to the eye of the storm was a really neat little moment. Mm, you know, yeah. like you got this break, and you thought they were gonna, but nope, they still got fucked. <laughs> I will but, say, uh, you know, it's it was very simple, but there was something more to it than we're even really talking about in the <clears throat> relationship yeah. between the da- dad and the daughter, and how you know he really pushed her as a kid to be like the best swimmer, the best she could be, and now she's using that, you know, and he's motivating her in this situation to. Basically, like a coach again to you know yep. save their lives. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I enjoyed all that. It was really good. Yeah, crawl, man, crawl. This is awesome. I got okay. So I'm just sitting here trying to figure out where that line is because I know <laughs> you are the perfect person to ask this kind of question. Oh Because I know you hate movies. Where the protagonist can never catch a break. Sure. So where's that line between what they go through and crawl versus what the uh, idiot goes through in the pool? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, it depends. It, it depends. It, a lot of it is how well I personally relate to the character. Oh, okay. Like, if it's you know, if it, I can't think of a movie. But, you know, if it's some nerdy movie geek, you know, that's trying to whatever, and, and then, you know, the bully keeps getting them and the girl doesn't, you know, whatever, then I was, oh, man, it's hard to watch that. But, like, in this and the pool, I didn't necessarily relate to either of them as personally. Yes, that none of them can catch a break. Also, in theory, they, you know... 
no mate there wasn't they didn't real i don't want to spoil too much but they didn't really die you know there wasn't because i guess the dang attached after going through all this battle so if they would have died oh, f- fuck this ruin it yeah. i would have uh, yeah it wouldn't be on my list i would have hated it um well, I, I wonder, too, because, like, in the pool, like, he, his, he just, it's just, it's just one dumb circumstance after another that goes wrong for him, where there's a few moments in the crawl, in crawl that's like that, like, what would spring to mind oh, is sure. when the police show up. And you think, okay, things are going to start looking up, and then even the cops don't make it out alive. And... Yeah. No, that movie does it too, but the pool is was so It's literally just all it is is dominoes. A series of events it's all one it after another. Yeah. Yeah. It's so over the top. Maybe that's what it is. Never catching a break. It's comical for that too. Yeah. But, no, that's a good question. There's definitely a line where I can, I have a hard time with main characters who can't catch a break and liking it and not liking it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that's a thin line for you because I know yeah. we've had discussions on so many <laughs> movies that you hated just because, and your and your it's answer is hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, protagonist never caught a break. Yeah, uh, Tad, what's your number four? Oh man, I'm so excited. This one I fucking loved, and it came out of left field. Um, I didn't know anything about it before I watched it, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. And it is Bliss. Oh man. Uh, Joe Bagos, this movie is beautiful and gory and so exciting for me. I just loved every second from the beginning to the end. It's about a an artist, a female artist. She's a painter. Um, she's sort of having a, not a writer's block, but like a creative block. She's having a hard time. And her agent and the a curator are really sort of after her about getting her piece is done for a gallery and she's stressing out and she's she's uh you know a, a definitely a party animal definitely uh irresponsible at times but she starts sort of getting i mean she's a she's a druggie too but she gets back into using some heavy stuff to sort of cope with the stress and she does uh the stuff they call bliss and it starts uh, fucking her up, and she has mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, she hallucinates quite a bit, and uh, so there's a lot of drugs and sex and murder. And, uh, <laughs> Your man, three favorite things. Was, I fucking love this one, man. The soundtrack was rad. The visuals were rad. The art was rad. The girl's hot. Uh, blood and guts, art, demons, everything was so cool about this. It was right up my alley. <clears throat> yeah, nice. I really wanted to catch this one, but. Nice. What's did anybody it? else see this one? I did not. But you're making it sound awesome. Yeah, you are. Oh what? man, like so cool. If Dustin was on, he could talk to you. Oh you about man, it. Dustin. Yeah, yeah, I won't. Uh, I won't. Like, there's so much more than what I'm. I'm just sort of selling you on the uh, idea of it. But there's there's some twists that it's more than it sounds like on the surface. But. Uh, it's it's sort of cool you know she uses this stuff called bliss and uh like i said she hallucinates bad shit happens when she's on it but also like her art gets better so she has Mm. like okay well you know the good and the bad um 
I should probably keep you. It's motivating. It's like like an artist. You know, they use drugs, they become more depressed, but their music becomes better. You know, a lot of musicians use uh, drugs as a muse. But um, yeah, this is a set in sort of sleazy part of L.A. It has a lot. It has had George Went in it, which he plays like a very oh, nice. minor character. That was a surprise. Uh, there's some like character actors in this. The the lead actress, uh, Dora Madison was really good she's uh she i remember her from dexter but i don't remember her from really much else but she is perfect she's sort of like i just love this because it felt like uh she was i don't even know how to explain it like a female lead that was just badass like she had all these dudes who wanted her uh and were trying to abuse her and trying to use her and she was not having any of it and She's sort of, you know, fucking everything up in her way, and just, I loved it. I thought it was great. Nice. Awesome. All right, now we're getting there, folks. It's time for our number threes. Nope. What? Oh, yeah, me. (laughs) Uh, My number four. Oops. Sorry. My number four. Well, we've talked about it a bunch already, but Brightburn. Brightburn is my number four. Oh, I knew it would be in your top five. Had to have been, right? Had to be. Horror movies mixed with superheroes? Like, come on, right? Don't get enough of those. No. So, But I don't know what else to say. um, It's just good. Well, what was your your favorite part? Oh, man. Oh, I I mean, as a guy who's seen this take on comic book heroes before... How's it stand up with other evil Superman stories or... Well, really, evil Superman <coughs> stories where they truly explore like how dangerous it could be has only really ever been done in the medium of comics. And uh, like I feel like this is right up there, if not surpasses it, because this movie doesn't hold back, or even a comic book... You know, holds back. You know, I, ju- I just think of like it's not killing kids, and I just think of like this one, this one character. You know, Superboy Prime, and when they brought that character back, and I won't go into the whole thing, but <laughs> he just he starts could. he just starts obliterating people, like ripping arms off and blowing holes through them, or freezing them, freezing them to death, and then shattering the the ice. Oh my! And t- you know, shit like that, but like. Never like just taking his mom all the way up into the atmosphere where her face, her face starts to freeze, and then just throws her right back down on Earth. And you know, Oof. it's just Brightburn really goes for it, and I really appreciate that. And it's just like, how do you stop him? And what's huh? cool is like there is a way, just no one, no one could do uh, get it done. So yeah. <clears throat> Did that ending surprise you? Because it was definitely a dark... It wasn't a Hollywood ending. Oh, man, with the plane crash and all that shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe a little bit, because, I mean, there's that little... There's that little, you know, hope inside of you that, like, she's going to actually stop him. Mom's going to stop him, but she doesn't. She get You know, and I love the stuff where he's, like... You know, shaking up the house and everything, and yeah, man, that moment when she, when uh, the dad takes him out into the woods 
Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't go his way, and you're like, oh, we're all fucked now, because now you've just pissed him off. Mm-hmm. Right, they draw it out, you know, like making you feel him, because ha- you're like, how do you point a gun at your child? <laughs> you know? Right, and right. They don't just breeze through it. They pause on that moment, and you have to think about it, and it's, it's rough. Yeah. You raise that. He raised that boy, and he tried to nurture him as best as he could, but he just, you know... Didn't yeah. turn out so good. No. Oh, man. <laughs> and, then, and then he shoots him, and then <laughs> you're just like, well, well, we're all fucked now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought the little dude was awesome, too. Oh, that, yeah. The kid, I thought his acting was great. Yeah, everybody was really solid in it, yeah. Yeah, and you're right. That costume's my favorite part. I love the mask. Yeah, the mask and that tattered sheet cape, mm-hmm. and kind of, kind of scarecrowish in yeah. a way. You know, and I and I don't know, but the comic book side of me can't seem to get past that that little tease at the end. Oh, where they're like, talking about like, talking just... about the fish man, just... and then the woman who hangs people, and I'm like, that's Aquaman, that's Wonder Woman. Yeah, that was cool. The evil versions of all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, you're not going to let that go ever, are you? No, not until I get that movie. <laughs> the Evil Justice League. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, now we can move now, on to number three. Top three? Top three. Oh, the my top God. three. I'm so nervous. Top three. So, Andy, what is your number three of 2019? My number three, and uh, um, I'm sort of this. I guess this is sort of breaking the rules again because it's based in, uh, in reality. But my number three, I love this damn movie so much. And uh, Tad mentioned it earlier, I believe, in the honorable mentions because he says it doesn't really fall under under horror. But there's a lot of horrific shit happened in this movie, and it's the Lords of Chaos. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Fuckity fuck yeah. (laughs) uh, Holy shit. I mean, just the prolonged stabbing scene at the end. I mean, just, I mean, this is what, you know. The suicide, man. Oh, Oh, the suicide. suicide. Jesus. I mean, just, I mean, I, I, I have. I have a couple cats at the house, and I've become a cat lover, even though little fuckers destroy my furniture. And this, this guy is like, you know hanging a cat in his room and i'm just like oh you fucking piece of shit so i didn't really have much sympathy sympathy for him when he did commit suicide but god damn i mean when this he wanted to go i mean he got the job done i mean he wasn't fucking around and i mean we he, saw him blow his face off after, I mean, yes after Jesus. he slit his wrists and he's already he bleeding to- all over the place uh. Well, Christ, and it's gushing out his arm. He might have sawed his arm off, man. Did you oh, see yeah. He, he, he wasn't fucking around. He went to town on that arm. And that's the thing. Like, yes, is it a horror movie? Probably not. Um, you know, it deals with a, a true story of the bur- church burnings and the black metal bands and that whole scene. And so that kind of tips into horror a little bit. But... Uh, but you know anybody who associates gore with horror is not going to be disappointed in this movie because wow. the gore yeah, I, is delivered. Whoa. They don't. They do. They do not pull punches whatsoever. I mean, it's just. But this is just how. 
I mean, but in the end, you just saw how these, these guys are idiots. Oh, right. yeah. Fucking but, losers. Oh, yeah. They're, I just, fucking, they're just morons. <laughs> I just love how this movie takes the piss out of all those guys and just shows hey. them for what they really were. Yeah, and it's just like they, they had like these, oh, we're just this, you know, we're the darkest we can be, you know. It's just like we, you know, they, 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 went, and they went ahead and they, they lived by these bullshit ideals, which they didn't even fucking believe in in the first place. It, yeah. it, it was all based upon their, their overinflated egos. All right, it's like a big these, pissing contest. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's just like, who, who's got the biggest dick in the room? And it's just like... How how they all get their comeuppance? I mean, even even though in the end you you kind of feel a little bit for uh, what, Rory Rory Culkin, yeah yeah yeah, you kind of feel a little bit for him. You know, he's just like you, and he's and he's well, the guy's like little stabbing the piss out of him. He's just like you know me, I just say things, which is basically the the premise of the whole damn movie. I mean, yep. it's like all these guys are just talking out of their ass. Yeah, but, on all fronts, because even as black metal ba- as even as as musicians go, they, they don't play fucking shows. You know, they they're, they're not even really a band. Like when um, at one point in the movie, I stopped and thought about it. It's like okay, the the drummer committed suicide. The, one of the guys quit. There's only two members of this band of this full band, this big the big black metal band, and there's only two members. and i love that oh i'm sorry go ahead uh well i mean just what a you know lords lords of chaos i mean what a what a you know what a that's an ample name for the for the i guess based on the book and and the movie but mayhem i mean that's 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 what it was but in the end it should be subtitled fucking stupid because that's what they were (laughs) The dorks, but, are, the dorks of chaos. Yes, but I mean the move, the movie itself. I I really really love because I mean it's just like it's just this this car crash of you know how fucking stupid are we? You know it's just it's it's it needs to be watched once. I mean it makes you know people were talking about like you know Motley Crue the Dirt and how controversial that was. I mean watch this. It makes it look like a fucking it makes the dirt look like an episode of Romper Room. I mean it's just it's nothing. <laughs> well, I've I watched this movie multiple times. I freaking I can't get enough of it. I truly love it. One of my favorite scenes is when Varg is about to go out and kill the kill the um well, it wasn't Varg. Who was it? One of the guys went out who killed the the gay man outside the um bar. Mm-hmm. I love the scene, the the just juxtaposition of the scene right before that when he's telling his mom he's going out for the night. Like he's such a badass, right? He's such a you know black metal <laughs> guy, but he still has to tell mommy that he's going to go out for the evening. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, and then he owns the uh, he owns a record store with like the most metal stuff, but his dad's basically paying for it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. And like you said, at the very end, when he when he ends up dying, uh, he's you know been a piece of shit the whole movie. But um, at that point, he's sort of trying to get out of it. Trying, he sort of realized he's a fucking idiot, and you know he's done with it. He wants it to be in his past, and then it comes back to bite him in the ass. So it's sort of bittersweet. I mean, it's it's the price you pay for being a poser, I guess. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about it. You know. 
Yeah, it's very, uh, very Out awesome of all the movie. movies on the list, this is the one I saw the most because we played it at the theater, like, you know, three showings a day for a week or something, so oh. I saw it a lot. Man, I wish I could have seen this in the theater. Damn it. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and the director of the movie—I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name—but he was the drummer. He was the drummer for the black metal band um, Bathory, so uh, kind of one of the bands that was the uh, influence for the bands that this movie's about. Yep. Yeah, and the uh, dude you're talking about—the lead guy—he's—he's he's on like YouTube, you know, saying this movie isn't true, and of course, like. That they're dragging his names through the dirt and stuff. It's like yeah, Varg. Well, yeah, you know. yeah he's got a shit ton of YouTube that. videos. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. I wonder what John Stalter thinks of this movie. Oh, I wish he was here. I kind of want to talk to him about it right now. Good pick, Andy. Love yeah. that movie so much. Thank you, Jason. What's your number three? Oh my gosh, my number three. Is Daniel isn't real. Nice. You really like this one, huh? I did. It was freaking awesome. I had so much fun. As like, it was, it was awesome. Um, so it's Fight Club. No. Okay, just checking. A troubled college freshman Luke suffers a violent family trauma and resurrects. His childhood imaginary friend Daniel to help him cope. Mm. Daniel's a fucker. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you yeah. that. Absolutely. Oh man, he's that little devil on his shoulder. He re- yeah, it's what it is. He's the, dev- the little devil on the shoulder. It's cool. He's played by uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, who is Arnold and Maria Shriver's whatever her, their kid, and he's awesome. Directed by Ad- Adam Egypt Mortimer. What's the lead kid's name? His name What's is actor? Miles Robbins. Yeah, he's in the Halloween, uh, new Halloween movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, this this. I really liked him in this. Yeah. It's got a it's got some you know it's a great cinematography, a fantastic score. Um. It's beautiful. It's dark and creepy and d- deep and heavy, and you really feel for this kid trying to do the right thing, and he just has a hard time. And then his his imaginary friend does not help anything at all. <laughs> no, but that's kind of what's fun to watch too. You know, like yeah. how, how much trouble can we get everyone in? Um. Yeah, I love. It's it. like a f- fucked up horror movie of Drop Dead Fred. I was just yeah. thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, you took the words right out of my. I was gonna say it too. I was like, "You son of a bitch, you took it." <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, um, I think I just ended up renting it on on uh, <clears throat> Prime. Um, it was uh, put out uh, through Spectrovision. Oh sweet! Yeah, okay, Elijah yep. Wood. Elijah Woods company, yeah. Who did Mandy? Not like that in any way, but you know, also you know it's strange. good though. 
Because Elijah. It's, qu- it's quality. It, uh, the only thing it has in common is, yeah, good production value overall. Yeah. It's cool. It, and uh, obviously very unique. Very uh, unique. Okay. Yeah. So, sidebar here. Okay. All you A24 fans That's me. in the room. In the uh, in the Skypes. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> A24 or, or SpectreVision? I don't think you have to choose between them. Because I, uh, I asked. I would. Why not both? I yeah. Why well, not both? Well, which one's better? Well, I, I think personally, go ahead. Well, I mean, I I love both, and I'd recommend both over most film studios because they're both doing yeah. the right thing. Yeah, putting money into quality original projects, regardless of where it's going or how much money they can make yeah exactly and that's what the way they look at it they both companies are looking into it more of like now which movie which of these movies need what what do these movies need to be made not so much what's best for their bottom line now sure a24 acquires more films than they straight up produce inspector visions straight to be all about producing and giving the artist yeah getting uh, them made yeah helping helping them see their vision through which you know you gotta love you gotta love so i mean the films out of both camps i love them a lot but i i I mean there's just more titles in a24 that i love and they put out five times as many titles it's true that's that's one thing i was gonna say the a24 um, puts out a lot more but spectre vision product i mean it's uh i mean yeah they're maybe it's one a year but they're good Quality titles. Girl walks the home alone at night. That was yes. one a yeah. few years ago. See, and that, that that's because that's my thing. I, I, mean, I feel like I'm probably more of a, a Spectre Vision um, person, just because like ratio wise. Again, like maybe there might be more A24 films that I like more than Spectre, but like based on percentages of oh, yeah. total output, I'd say I, I I feel like the stuff that. Um, Spectre Vision puts out is kind of more in my wheelhouse and my range of tastes. Like their batting average is higher because uh, yeah, you <clears throat> like everything they've put out maybe more so than um, you know a twenty four. While they have more, you you don't like as many. Like yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but also, Spectre Vision has a face. They have someone. That's true. You know, a twenty four is just. A letter and, and, a, num- and a couple and a number. numbers. We have Elijah Wood, <laughs> who and you, you love know anything anyway. about. Yeah, non-Frodo Elijah Wood is he loves horror. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's, he's putting his money yeah. and time and effort to help filmmakers, and his love f- for cinema is awesome. And it's a person you can champion and root for, and so that makes it easy to like Spectrovision. Sure. As well, so sure. And that day, yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right. That has a lot to do with it too. But the fact that you tell me that this is SpectreVision, you know, gets me even more. You're excited suddenly to see signing it. right up. Oh yeah, totally recommend it. It's my number three. Wow, three. Only two better than this one. <laughs> I think that's how numbers work. I just wrote a bunch down. Anyway, that's mine. Daniel isn't real. Check it out. It's good. Nice. Tad, you're number three. Oh, man. Well, man, this was like, this could not have been planned more perfectly because the segue just 
I'll lead right into it. Speaking of A24, my number three <laughs> is Midsummer. Yeah! Mm. And um, I will say, if you're comparing the two, I will root from, for A24 because uh, as a studio in general, and, and I, I will say both. I love both, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Um, A24 doesn't just make horror movies I like. They make films I like in general. Um, Swiss Army Man is probably my favorite movie the last 10 years. Um, they've done comedies I love. Really? They've done dramas. They've done horror. They've done yeah. just great stuff I, I truly love. There's some some that didn't make uh, my list that I really loved. Um, A Hole in the Ground was fantastic. So they good. did that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Midsummer was my number three. This one uh, really moved around my list the entire time uh, I was making it. I still haven't seen the director's cut, so I will. Number three is the uh, theatrical cut, but <laughs> watch this one in the theater. I watched this one in the theater with a group of friends, and we were the only people in the theater, and fun. that was a fun experience, man. Like, oh, j- j- what a ride, you know, following these two characters. It starts off as the most grim movie in fucking history. Oh, my, oh my God. Uh, the dread in the beginning, and then. Just the feeling of this couple's relationship being toxic right from the get-go. So you sort of already, even uh, the the worst kind of person can sort of already start to hate this dude and the way he treats his girl. Um, And then, you know, they go on this trip. And if if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard of Midsummer, I'm shocked because when this was getting promoted and advertised there was people all over the world it's like it's like whenever conor mcgregor fights uh, a bunch of my <laughs> friends who don't watch fights are like hey are you having people over for the mcgregor fight when this came <laughs> right. out people were like hey are you gonna go see midsummer in this i movie, know midsummer? yeah i was so really many surprised. normies were tuned yeah. into this movie coming out blew yeah, my mind yeah, and it's, it's sort of funny because when they watched it, I'm like, "Oh, please, please go see it!" Like, I really want yeah. people to go see it because it. it this, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but it made me think of like when must have been last year when uh, Bird Box hit Netflix. So many people were freaking out about it because when you throw something on Netflix and normies watch it, it doesn't. They're impressed with a little bit less. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Bird uh-huh. Box wasn't necessarily a, a groundbreaking movie, but to people who see, you know, all they see are Marvel movies or um, a few movies a year or whatever. They don't go to the, the theater much, and they don't see much as far as the weird shit we see. They see something like Bird Box. They're like, well, that was really, you know, complex. That was really cool. When I started hearing people talk Midsummer, I'm like, oh, man, your world's about to be fucked. <laughs> and, uh, I had so many people asking me about it, you know. They're like, so what do you think of this? What Are you going to go see it? I'm like, of course I'm going to go see it. And, um... I absolutely loved it, man. Uh, obviously, uh, it's at number three, and you know that—that's not saying any. Like last year, Hereditary was number one on my list, and uh, that's not saying that I necessarily like Midsummer less. It's just that there's two other movies this year that I liked more, you know. And that's that's. But Midsummer, I don't know. I don't even necessarily know if I can compare it to Hereditary because they're two different monsters. Um, and just there's really no reason other than you know the director and studio stuff but um if you don't know what it's about it's a girl who faces some tragedy at the beginning of 
the story, um, her and her boyfriend and some friends go on a trip to Sweden, and they basically land on a commune and do some drugs, and things get really bad really quick. Yeah. Uh, there's a bear in a cage, and there's uh, <laughs> some old people falling off of cliffs. Universal um, sign for holy shit, scene. bear Jesus, in a cage. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, some, when we... Uh, I was just going to mention. I just love the fact that some of the members have a. Uh, I won't let. I'll let you tell it. But some of the members have a very large uh, sort of uh, circus test your strength hammer. Let's just say. Oh you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> large, a large mallet. Yes, if yes you will. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, there. But the thing is, it's a fucking gorgeous movie. Just sort of like Hereditary, but this is even more gorgeous. Like the flowers and the. F- oh my gosh! Yeah, it's beautiful. It's all yeah, daytime. Sweden. Yeah, yeah, Sweden's gorgeous. It's a bright movie. It's you know uh, that sort of uh, you know a very big contrast where the con- when when shit's getting bad, you're seeing it right in daylight, right in front of your face. Nothing hiding in the shadows. Uh, no dark scary scene. it's it's right fucking in front of your face well lit and uh mm-hmm. s- some of the silence in the movie is just like hereditary is a uh, such a killer uh there's moments where you just sit and dread which is always oh, a good what time a feeling. yeah you, yeah you do get to see a guy eat a ginger pube biscuit or <laughs> or now you have Mike's cake. attention. All right. <laughs> yeah, the carrot crotch cake that he ate. That's <laughs> uh, oh. C. And after seeing it. it, you know, I found out there was some cool Easter eggs in the movie. So going back to see it, uh, seeing some of the stuff in the background that the director put in, uh, just a man, what a gorgeous movie. Um, very cool. I loved it. I had a friend who, my friend Scott, saw it in Sweden. Wow. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and he said he got that, right on a plane and came right home. No, yeah. he was his band was on tour on tour and they were in Sweden and he was like, I'm gonna go see this midsummer. He didn't know much about <laughs> it and then he's like looking around the theater like uh I wonder what they're th- all thinking of this because this is what like <laughs> Americans are going to think of their country now. Like yeah. this is what you guys do. You're a cult and you murder people. <laughs> uh, but uh Yeah cool movie i never want to fucking do acid nope <laughs> yeah the thing is i mean this was this was on my uh honorable mentions and i felt like i probably should have worked it into the list but it's like to me i think the original wicker man is probably one of the best uh horror movies ever made and this is yeah heavily influenced by that clearly. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes, and it's just like uh, how you know I, I felt almost like biased put putting putting it in, but I mean I I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel kind of guilty of not putting it somewhere in my top ten because, like you said, it's a it's a beautiful film. I do think, however, it is a little long. I do think it it drags in 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 some places, but I mean that's that's. You know, if it's if it's a good movie, dude, that's forgivable. No, I, I uh, completely get what you're saying, and that's what I'm sort of thinking about uh, with the. I haven't seen a director's cut because I'm like, well, this one was long enough for me. I don't necessarily know what if I want to watch a longer version. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I bought I bought the Blu-ray because I I wanted to see it. I mean, is that how you watched it? Uh, is that? 
I you think, saw it in the theater, right? Yeah, I, I saw, saw it in the theaters, and, and the only way to see the director's cut, I think, is on iTunes. They don't, they haven't l- released a oh. physical. Yeah. Okay. So you saw the theatrical cut, and there's a there's a cut that's a half hour longer than the one you saw. Oh my god! Bring it on! Oh my god! I want it? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I too got to see this in the theater, and. I loved it too. Like I'm kind of disappointed it didn't make my top ten. It just barely got squeaked out. Um, I I definitely had a lot of fun with it. But again, it's like I'm gonna say is the is it the experience of watching it sway it that much? Because I'll tell you, like I well, like this way better than Hereditary. Uh, yeah, other than a couple scenes, Hereditary didn't do very much for me. You need to watch. It I again. thought that was. Oh. A, I thought that was, um, a super super slow burn, and it, and I just couldn't get into it. Where this, I was invested from, from the get go and all the way through. Oh, I wished you'd seen Hereditary in the theater, obviously, but yeah, but yeah, and it's I not really, really one to this. throw on at a party. No. Hereditary. Yeah, and if you do, don't don't fucking serve cake <laughs> <laughs> with the walnuts. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. What's this guy's dude with like you know completely grossing people out with like you know pastries and shit? You know, like, he's just got like it's <laughs> true. Electric shock and then like you know pube biscuits. <laughs> yeah, it's like anti. He's like an anti baker. He hates. Yeah. Bake. He, he's prejudice against bakers you know baked goods you know not good <laughs> baked bads like like when i was trying to think of an intro for the award show in the past i've done for the award shows i've done like little fake sponsors little jokey jokes and i was trying to think of some for this for this episode that tied to some of the movies that came out this year the only thing i could think of was the midsummer's um Marital aid, which is a foot to the back. <laughs> See, but it didn't work. Nope, so, right. uh, Jason, what did you think of Midsummer? Yeah. Oh, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I have a feeling you're you're holding back because. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it didn't make my list. I just I doubt that shit. And props to A twenty four. They released an action figure of the bear in a cage, but I was too slow. I did not get one. Oh, oh no! They, no. They, only made, they made like a small batch of them, but there is an A twenty four shirt out that is like just their logo made of the flat, like the crown. The uh, what did they call her? Like the floral queen or something? Or the mid midsummer queen? Or I don't remember what they call her, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The lead actress at the end when she wears the crown of flowers, they made a shirt that has the A24 logo made of flowers. It's so cool. I was, I was it's hoping, on my list for Santa to get me. <laughs> I was I was hoping they would make the uh, impregnate the virgin uh, playset where like the old you know chubby ladies push on you yeah. know the naked guy's butt and, <laughs> and go hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> Luckily, we had the theater to ourselves because my friend Noah was like crying. He was laughing so hard during that scene. <laughs> he, but to be fair, he also laughed at the end of the Joker. But so he's not someone to oh. take to a serious no. movie. He's a monster. <laughs> Leave him at home. It's <laughs> a sociopath. Come on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <sighs> awesome. Uh, 
awesome. What the hell yeah. even are we, man? Right, where, uh, yeah. Mike's turn for number three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> My turn for number three. My number three favorite film of 2019 is Godzilla, King of, King of the Monsters. Godzilla makes an appearance. Yes. <coughs> I mean, this is this is... My this was my childhood wet dream here. This movie, you know, seeing like big, you know, big budget awesome versions of these monsters that I grew up loving and watching and amazing to get out. You know, I just this is the best of that of this whole franchise so far that they've done. Uh huh. Um, and I thought the the effects were great, and the fight scenes were. Oh, amazing! Amazing. So I think I th- I think I read somewhere um, someone described this movie perfectly, and I th- this is another one where we just talked about this, where I feel like a an experience can change it because this came out right at the same right around the time of the film festival, and I missed it by like a few days. It left the theater oh. right before I could go see it, and to me, I was so sad because I knew no matter how much. No matter how big of a TV I watch it at home, <laughs> it's just not good. It's not Godzilla. It's not going to be the same as a theater, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like I would have absolutely loved this one. Mike Doherty directed it. I oh, fucking love mm-hmm. him. Yes. Mike, you know, one of my favorite humans alive. Uh, he got his, a huge studio opportunity and it's gorgeous. But I think what I was talking about when I read earlier, someone called it um, concept art the movie. And I love that because it's <laughs> For like. real. Yeah, because it looks like when you get one of those those books they make of like the art of Godzilla and all the all the stuff is so gorgeous. Like he put that on screen. It looked like concept art put right on screen and True. it was gorgeous. Oh. Like you know Yeah, a lot of those scenes like when Mothra reveals herself under the waterfall, that's yeah, that's oh, definitely yeah. one of those moments. And yeah, there's a lot of that. I can agree with that. Well it's also and it's also just great too, because I feel like you really get to see the fight scenes in this. For, yeah. It's not like super close-up shaky cam or shot at night in the rain. You know. Yeah, I think they must have listened to the criticisms from the uh, first movie where people felt like they got cheated out of seeing Godzilla really at all. It was tough to see him. When you did, it was yeah. close-up or you know you didn't get the whole thing. Well, screw the haters because like I remember when that movie came out, and I like that movie a lot too. Yeah. The, the first Godzilla one came out. Love it. Um, and people were hating it because they they said it was like, you know, too much story, not enough monsters. And then when this one comes out, it, it flips. Everybody's saying there's there's too much action and not enough story. I'm like, make up your effing mind already. <laughs> it's Godzilla, man. Like, just right. give us fucking rad fights. Like, if you're if you're complaining <clears throat> about not enough story, you've, have you ever seen Godzilla? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why do you want more Godzilla? Why do you want more story in a movie about giant monsters fighting each other? Why would you want more story? Right. And I felt like the story was pretty solid. Definitely. I was behind everything that was going on, and it all made sense, and was a was a nice, nice, tight universe of of you know everything. Um, Apparently, they want Woody Allen to write a fucking Godzilla flick. You know, <laughs> I'd watch. I'd watch that. Tarantino. <laughs> yes, a lot of a lot of yeah. the talking Godzilla and an Afro Mecha Godzilla played by Sam Jackson. Godzilla using the N word all the time. Yeah, a lot of close up shots of Godzilla's feet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and, and 
And let's compare it to the old Japanese movies, too, where, like, there was all these human talking scenes that just drag on. Oh, like, no, no. Let's get to the fighting. And this this delivered everything I ever want. Again, everything I ever wanted as a child. Let's, let's get rid of all the people just standing around talking about how they're going to solve the problem and just get straight into monsters finding each other. And, you know, it just delivered so well on... The most oh. gorgeous monsters you've ever seen in your life. And yet, true to the original designs as well. Yeah. I mean, there, yes, there's some upgrades, but I can look at that and I'm like, yes, that is Mothra. Yes, that's King Ghidorah. Yes, that's Godzilla. Unlike the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, no. where it's like, yes, that's a, we a don't talk about guana. That. Yeah. But also true to original ideas, I think uh, this movie has one of the best soundtracks of the year. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. It is, and yeah. a lot of the tracks use the themes in they ways incorporated from the, some yeah. of that original. Oh, man, that's where I wish Brian was here. Here we go. It's another time so, we Brian I mean, here. We don't have time for Brian to talk about Godzilla. <laughs> but That'd be a whole part three episode. It would. But, uh, oh, man, this movie just barely missed my, my top ten. It was so freaking good. Brian's top ten would be top ten scenes from this movie. <laughs> yes, it probably would be. <laughs> it, it's interesting because I know you know we had Michael Rowland on the show before, and yeah. he is a huge Godzilla fan. And I introduced him to Brian through the show, and now they talk outside of me probably uh-huh. more than they either of them talk to me. And, uh, it's all about Godzilla. When this, when this came out, yeah, you know, Brian was the most vocal supporter of this movie leading up to it. Then when he saw it, it lived up to his expectation. He loved it. And then uh, Michael messaged me. He's like, I'm afraid to even talk to Brian about anything because this is going to come up and I didn't like it. Oh, And oh. I'm, I'm afraid. He's like, we, you know, even if we talk about anything else, it's eventually going to have to come to how, yeah. what did you think of this? And I don't want to tell Brian I didn't like it. And I'm like, friendship might be over. But that's the thing, like, we can sit here and talk, like, I didn't like the theories or whatever, but me and Andy are are still good buddies, that's okay, like, and, and, you know, you don't, last year, you know, he didn't, or two years ago, he didn't like Get Out, you know, that, and I still love the guy, I don't care. We, <laughs> I'm working through it, I'm working that's through great, it. What's great about this list is that, like, yeah. he, I Godzilla wasn't, you know, even on the radar for me, or certain ones, yeah. we all have such different tastes, but it's so much yeah. fun talking about it. But well, you know, a lot of our great. tastes coincide too. I mean, we like we we still like a lot of the same things as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of Brian's tastes too. And if he was the type of person that wouldn't be friends with somebody because they didn't like movies he liked, he wouldn't have any friends. He wouldn't have no friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> See to Chucky. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I I could, I'm yeah. just imagining myself right now. Him listening. Him listening. <laughs> Just we're waiting. He's just waiting. We're, yeah, there's hey, got to be comments galore. Hey, I miss you, buddy. Yeah, we miss you, buddy. Okay, so moving on to number two. We're down oh. to the top two. Andy, what do you got for number two? My number two is probably the most fun that I had at the theater all year, and it's ready or not. Woo! Ow! Um, just the the whole uh, idea about uh, um, this this bride having to fight her, this family that she just married into, you know, until the break of dawn because they had made a pact with Satan, 
And just, I mean, she has a great uh, quote, you know, just like as she's going through the nights, like fucking rich people, you know, and it's, uh, it's got a lot of, lot of great stuff. And it. it's got like this really, really uh, reluctant son that's like, I think he's like hammered like all the time. And he's this recognizable actor, but I can't place his name right now. Um, and he's trying, he's trying to help her, you know, and just, he'd, he'd give her like, you know, 30 seconds, you know, it's just like, I don't even want to kill you, uh, but we have to, it's because of our, our, our pact that we made. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not really, uh, scary per se, but it's just, it's just, it's really a hell of a lot of fun because, uh, yeah, she's just playing hide and seek with these people because that's the game that she had to choose because uh, this it's their family uh, uh, tradition. tradition. Yeah, yeah. Her, their tradition. When somebody else, you know, gets married or married, you know, married in the family, the spouse has to play with them a game at midnight, and it's just all chosen at random. And she happens to uh, uh, pick hide and seek, but the hide and seek that she's you know, thanks. He's playing. It's like the kids, you know, like the kids' game, but it's not. But uh, the hide and seek that they're playing is means that they have until they have until dawn to find her, to sacrifice her to Satan, or they all die. So that's why this family is trying to kill this poor new bride, played by Samara Weaving, which I have yet to see a film that I that she's in that I dislike and a right. series. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I'll turn you guys loose on it. I I really, really, really like this movie. Yeah, I love this one too. What a blast, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. And I'm right behind you with Samara Weaving. Uh, fantastic. She's she's bubbly. She almost plays like a cartoon character because her eyes are so big. Her summer oh, yeah. features are so exaggerated, but she's gorgeous. Like, oh she's uh, she, yeah, she's she's so rad in this movie. Like the the uh, what is it? Radio Silence that directed this. Uh, good for them, you know. They did some of the cool. Uh, they were in VH. I think they did one, a segment VHS, VHS two. Um, cool to see indie guys get a get a chance to do a big movie and then yeah. have it be so good and have such a good reception and have it do well at the box office. Um, original horror done by indie guys succeeding that's great we need more of that that's exactly what we need and uh seeing her like in the wedding dress with the chucks on like what (laughs) what a cool i don't know man everything about this just was perfect for me so i loved it too me too so much fun i i it kind of blows my mind it's not on mike's list yet just because there's so much uh so much comedy the comedy is so great in it yes I mm-hmm. laugh my ass off. And uh, I don't know if we, if you haven't seen this one, I will try and I, I will not spoil the ending. But the ending is like a huge <laughs> risk because it could have gone either the way it did, or it could have been just horrible and ruined the movie. And I thought it was just it hit it right on the mark, and it was so perfect. I love the ending. Oh, yep. loved every second of this one. I can't even think of anything I would fault of this movie. Uh, the movie defenders will be proud of us because I love this one. I don't have a <laughs> single bad thing to complain about this one. 
Um, agreed. I, I, it's 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 a great friggin' movie. I mean, it's it's going on the shelf. I can tell you that right now. It's going to be bought. And it it did come out already, right? Yeah, it just came out. Oh, it so. is. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. I think it is. I need just recent, just <clears throat> recently, a couple of weeks ago or something. So by the time this comes out, it'll definitely be out. Hopefully, you all got it for Christmas. Yeah. Do you have any favorite scenes or kills or? Oh, so some of my some of my favorite scenes and kills are basically the ones that happen by accident because it's like yes, this <laughs> the, the, the coked up. Uh, uh, I guess the the sister in law in this case the the coked up sister in law just keeps fucking up and killing the wrong people and it's yeah just, doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, she's had no idea how to work any kind of weapon. Yes. <laughs> She has no idea, like, where, like, she has to, like, literally be told, like, where the dangerous end of the weapon is. I mean, she's just completely clueless. And um, she's probably, like, <laughs> in, a, in a weird sort of way, I mean, she's kind of like our protagonist's, like, be- biggest savior. Because she keeps fucking up just all the time and just it ends up saving the bride's skin. It's just... Take it's, that crossbow uh, this, away from her. Please. Oh, man, it's so much fun. This movie is... It's just it's so much fun. I can't recommend this enough. I got I'm I'm gonna make the wife watch because <laughs> I, I think she'll get a kick out of it. Definitely has yeah, a universal appeal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm excited to revisit this one again after seeing it in theaters. Uh, what a blast! Super excited to see Andy McDowell uh, kicking ass in a good good role. Still, she's awesome. I think she was the mom, right? Yeah. Yes. And Adam Brody, like I mentioned this yes. movie to someone the other day when we we're talking movies and uh they're like, Oh, the Adam Brody movie and I'm like, No and then they're like <laughs> they they got out their phone, they're like, Yeah, and I'm like, Well I wouldn't call this an Adam Brody movie. This is a Samara Weaving movie. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like if you watched yeah. this and thought, Oh, this is an Adam Brody movie, you didn't watch it. Come on. <laughs> Truth. I mean, it's so zany that, you know, it. it you don't even, uh, it's like, part of you wants to s- suspend your disbelief, but um, then you have, like the, like you said, the sister-in-law that's accidentally killing people because she doesn't know how things work. That's how, if, if you were thrown into a situation, that's what would happen, because these rich assholes would not know how to use a crossbow or <laughs> yeah. some of these, because they have to use... Uh, the weapons that are given to them in that room, the specific time period weapons. Uh, and that's what's, you know, so much fun about it. Yeah. They're running around with like muskets and, you know, boat, like, yeah, like you said, crossbows and shit like that. And yeah, there's like a big battle ax, I think at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's very, very primal type stuff. There's nothing really modern about it, but and every time you think she's on her way out and almost escapes, something brings her back in. And there's a lot of good tense moments, but a lot of great humor, too. It's a perfect balance. I think these guys are doing, uh, the Radio Silence guys are doing a new movie with the uh, Lord, like Chris Lord, the guys that did like a Lego movie, I think. Um, they're doing a new movie together, so they're, they've made it. They're, they're doing big things now, so good for them. Great, yeah. Gosh, I did Yeah, I didn't realize the budget was as low as it was. It was only six million, 
and says cumulative worldwide gross fifty seven million. <whistles> yeah, that did well. Yes. Holy moly! And I think this was right. I'm trying to think of what studio did this, but this was right. Maybe it was Fox Searchlight or something. And I think it did. It was, um, if I'm thinking right, or maybe Sony or one. The, basically, the studio was merging with another studio or closing up shop right as this was getting made. So it literally like snuck right under the deadline and got sort of. Uh, it just barely made it. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it was so close to not get not happening because of some studio bullshit that was happening behind the scenes that it just snuck right, right in right. Perfect timing. All the things aligned. It made it right in there. And, uh, yeah, perfect. I'm so glad it happened. Perfect storm. Sometimes things work out. Good pick. Andy. Number two, number two. All right. Well, I guess I'll say my number two. What's your number two, Jason? Oh man. Well, I know, uh, where to rank this movie, and Mike doesn't. One Cut of the Dead Ooh. is my number two. Nice. I had so much freaking fun with this movie. It was incredible. We definitely ranted and raved about it last episode. but Yeah, when you told me you were getting ready to watch it, um, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, be ready to rearrange your list, buddy, because uh-huh. I was going in there. Uh-huh. Oh, had to. There was, it didn't it couldn't not make the list. Oh, it's so good. And just I just that when you're when it's <clears throat> it just leaves you feeling so good when it's done. You know, it's just the the movie obviously has so much heart and it just shows and comes through on screen and it's just I I'm blown away. Blown away how good it was. It's a it's a it's it's a rarity when you get a horror film that feels like a triumph at the end, you know. Uh-huh. You're just so, you're just so happy. I mean, it's like uh it's it's kind of like, you know, it's like you watched a zombie version of Rocky, you know. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it does though. Shudder gave this one the most heartwarming 37-minute single take. Aww. <laughs> wow, now I'm looking at its uh, box office. It, it was roughly made for $25,000, and it's made over $25 million. Wow, nice. good for them. Good for them. I don't think they it did much in theaters here, but over, yeah. you know, over there yeah, it did over there. great. So. Lots of yen. A lot of yen. And you can watch it on the awesome streaming service Shudder. Yes. For free. Definitely check it out. It is just amazing. Just so badass. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's wonderful. I mean, yeah. All right. I guess that moves us on to Tad. Oh, my gosh. It's number two. Can you even like fathom what might be up here? Because you know uh, I've already I've been trying to, to narrow it stuff. down. I know I've seen your list of what you've watched. I've been trying to narrow it down. What could it possibly be? Number two for me was Doctor Sleep. Nice. Oh wow! 
Yeah, I really, really, really like yeah, this you one. Re- yeah, man, I didn't realize you dug it that much, but yeah. Cool, man. It, yeah, it was undeniable for me um, seeing it in theaters and really uh, taken by surprise. I won't go too much into it because we've, I think we've talked about it at least twice or th- three times because it's been on a lot of other lists. Uh, who would have thought that in 2019 I would be listing a sequel to The Shining as my number two favorite movie of the year? But it's so well done, and uh, I loved it. So, yeah, heck yeah. I don't know what else I can say that we haven't already. I know we just, like I said, we've talked about it, so I don't really have a whole lot more to add to it. Just for me, it was really a great, great watch. Well, how does the, where does the shining fall on your all time faves? Is it? Well, it's, it's pretty far up there. Um, I wouldn't say like top five by any means, but if, you know, top 15 or 20, somewhere up there, uh, I'd, I'd agree. That'd probably be in, somewhere in my my landscape of film, horror film. Yeah, it's... I mean, clearly I have an affinity for it. I've based uh, two Halloween costumes on it. I've been Jack Torrance with the door attached to my face. <laughs> and uh, I was one of the, the uh, Grady sisters, so... I've been trying to figure out how else I can do costumes from this movie. Um, but my wife will not let me dress up as a bear that's blow giving a blowjob. So, um, yeah. So, you know, oh, we've shit. Been... oh, she will, but she will just won't let you do it in public. Right. Yeah. We have to do it behind closed doors <laughs> or, you know, I could just be like, uh, just a carpet pattern and she could be like Danny on a, tri- Danny on a tricycle or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I really dug the shit out of this movie, man. I got to see it. Do you have a favorite scene or, um, anything you're surprised by? The one that stuck out obviously was the same one that Andy talked about where they kill the kid, you know, take him, he's a kid that baseball glove. That's a memorable one because it's, it goes where a lot of movies won't go. Um, and I loved when the scene, the first scene where sort of Abram shows off her strengths by going after the uh, hat and when she's at the grocery store and throws her into the cooler, that was oh, badass. Yeah. She just sort Very of stood cool. up and was defeated for the first time. You know, so a character you knew the entire movie has never really felt any kind of resistance or defeat. She's always been the most strong. She's always felt in control. And then there's a fucking kid that's, that's making her look like an idiot. Yeah. In Puts her straight on her ass, right? And then she's she knows she's in for a world of hurt. And obviously, I liked all the cool stuff attachments to the the Kubrick Shining. But I think what I was most impressed by was the uh, fact that you know, it wasn't. I didn't love it because of that. Like I loved it just on its own merit. Um, you know, even up until they went to the. Uh, the hotel it was just overlook yeah the overlook is just some i don't know like just a good damn movie all around great performances uh what cared about the characters uh, everybody was great well directed very cool and the lady in the tub is always effective like Ugh. i because we the, the bathroom that i have in my house is kind of set up like that with the curtain that just kind of pulls away and like i'll wake up like 
for like, like for like about a week i'd like wake up at like two in the morning to like go in there and take a whiz and like the curtain would be like slightly pulled back and i'm like oh dude fuck you <laughs> 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 You're lucky. I'm just like I'm lucky. You have to pee like really, really bad, like right now. Because like, <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, um, I'm, I'm like in the corner of my eye. I'm like looking at the tub and like trying not to piss on the floor. And I'm just like, oh my god, what are you like? Ten years old? Take a piss and go to bed, you pussy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we always leave the curtain open for a good reason. Yeah. Seen too many movies. Yep. Doctor Sleep. That's awesome. Very, Very cool. cool. Oh. oh, jinx! Damn it! <laughs> Double jinx! <laughs> so that's now it's to me, right? Number two. Yeah, that's right. My number two. Uh, you know, it's been said. Is it horror? I don't know, but it was on Andy's list, so I'm gonna stop apologizing. Lords of Chaos is my number two. Number two. Freaking wow. love this movie. You've probably watched this one the most. I have. I've watched it at least three or four times this year. Um, and I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> I really, really love this movie. And so even if this wasn't like a top ten horror, like top ten movies of the entire year, it would still be super high on my list. It's That's just your much. love for black metal. Well, yeah, there's that. But oh, Well, what's interesting is that like <laughs> I watched this movie and it got me... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it got me way into wanting to know more about the true story and um, and all these bands and all that. And pick <clears throat> up the book. Well, uh, last podcast on the left did a really cool series on the on the whole thing too on on the church burnings and the and the murders and stuff. So um, there was that. I didn't read the book, but I watched that. One documentary, I forget the name of it, but it's super boring as hell. It's not a very good doc. Um, so after, after that doc, I was like, okay, I think I've had enough. But, you know, and I, I like, I'm not going to say I like black metal per se. It's a, that's a that's a subgenre I haven't gotten into, but I'm definitely a metal fan, some death metal and stuff like that. So it kind of, you know, it, it, it kind of spoke to me in that uh, metalhead kind of way a little bit. But, like, what I really like about this movie is I'm also, you know, I'm a Scorsese fan. And to me, this this felt like like, like a punk version of a Scorsese film. You know what I mean? Like, there, you know, there's a lot of narrative, you know, a lot of voiceover by, uh, by the main, main character throughout the film. Um, just kind of like in, and kind of jumping all over the timeline. Uh, just like in movies like Casino or Goodfellas and mm. stuff like that. So um, it kind of had a little bit of a, a Scorsese vibe to me, but based more on a subject matter that I could maybe relate to a little bit better than like Mafia or or Corrupt Casinos or whatever. Um, again, I love how they didn't glamorize these these guys they really showed them for what they were um and it's interesting i i was just now reading on imdb um just to kind of show you how much more of nerds that they were more than just badass devil worshipers is euronymous um and throughout the movie you see him like drinking and partying a lot but uh, euronymous wasn't a big drinker 
and uh, he actually drank oh, tons and tons of Coca-Cola instead of alcohol. Mm. So, you know, I just I'm just imagining these guys, you know, with their <laughs> with their Cheetos and Mountain Dew sitting around playing D&D and thinking that they're the coolest metal band on the planet. But yeah, it is it's it's an interesting movie. It's an eye-opening movie. It's a uh, it's a fun movie. It's a lot of fun, and it's again. It's also again. I can't reiterate enough how how much I like how they just like just take the piss out of out of these guys and showing because you know when I remember when the church burnings happened and stuff, it just seemed like some scary, scary ass shit. And come to find out, it's just just a bunch of punk kids who uh, who you know wanted to pretend to be badasses so i cannot recommend this movie enough uh lord's chaos is amazing and i've always and i think um i've always been a fan of rory culkin um he's awesome and scott pilgrim saves the world you know i'll take him over macaulay any day sorry macaulay Uh, yeah he's my favorite culkin you only know those two (laughs) <laughs> and uh, as as we as we speak, it's the Region Three Blu-ray is only ten dollars right now on Amazon Prime. So nice. Who put out the Blu-ray? Oh damn it! I'm looking Arrow right now. The item requires special handling and cannot be shipped to your selected location. You uh, bastards! Uh, it's Arrow, by the way. <gasps> oh, even better. Region Free as well. Nice. And uh, just to clear up any confusion, Kieran Culkin is in Scott Pilgrim. Rory Culkin is in Lords of Chaos. Boom. Really? I, I thought that was Rory in. Well, what other movie is Rory in? Um, I don't know. I'd have to do an IMDb search. Oh, Jason's right there. He's pulling it up as we speak. Signs. Um, mean Creek. Yeah, he was Screen a little four. tiny. Yeah. Kieran's probably like... He's he's worked quite a bit and he's been up for Golden Globes like the last two or three years for a series he's doing. Um, but yeah, Rory's in. Oh, I forgot he was in Screen Four. As like, oh, that's the movie, right, the movie nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, yeah. Get your Culkin straight. I stand corrected. I I'm highly embarrassed now. I don't know my Culkins. You're sulking over the Culkin. <laughs> Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> With that note, let's move on to our number ones quickly. All right, so oh boy. this oh is it, gosh, folks. I'm so nervous. Number one. It's time for oh. the number ones. Andy, what is your number one movie? I can just add this in later. I don't this know. is this is gonna seem very uh, you know uneventful because it's been mentioned so many times. My number one is. One cut of the dead. Oh, dude. so, so I, Andy I and I know where to list this. Oh, fuckers! Movie. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was I I was so ready to say three from hell just to piss you guys off. Oh, <laughs> I would have too. <laughs> I'm so pissed. But no, uh, this this I mean this uh, this film it was it was just it was just so so good. Uh, I recommend anybody. See, I mean, I wouldn't recommend everybody see Lords of Chaos because because it's not for everybody. But nope. in my my first two, I would recommend anybody to see Right and One Cut of the Dead. You know, even if you're not really uh, a horror movie fan, 
per se. But um, I mean, I don't think I can really say much more about how <coughs> how how good. I don't. I don't think I need to sell it anymore. I mean, we've we've pretty much said, you know, go see this movie, or you're 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 freaking dumb. You know, if you don't like, <laughs> you're just dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we uh, put that on the bo- on the poster? Yeah, <laughs> uh, see this movie, or you're fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> He's not. But wrong. yeah, that's no. That's no. all I. That's all I gotta say. Uh, see this movie, uh, One Cut of the Dead. That's my number one pick. No, I oh. can't really say, any much, say much more. So glad you loved it. Oh man, I really. Oh, you guys keep rubbing it in, but I really. It's so not too late, Mike. Yeah. List, when we post these lists later, mine might be different <laughs> than what you've heard on the show. Nope. Can't change it. It's forever. I can do what I want. Um, <clears throat> damn. I know. It's on all four of our... Well, it's on all but Tad's list, but he put it on last year's. So, yep. Again, folks, that's just how good. It's four out of four podcasters AOTKP agree. approved. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, it's time for your number, number one. One. Well, it's gonna be a shocker. I, I can't even. I can't even form the words three from hell." I don't even know how <laughs> anyone could do that. <clears throat> oh my gosh! It's Hanukkah. I'm just kidding, Tad. <laughs> oh. Well, two years in a row. Ari Aster, speaking my language. I don't even know why I hesitated. I know. How did you? It's. It seems obvious, but um, this this is what a uh, uh, masterpiece. It's just like his last one. I mean, I if I hate that you instantly just compare, but I mean, Hereditary blew my socks off. Um, so I like it more, but. Midsummer was incredible to me. It was, you're watching this movie and you're like, this fucking guy is making art. This guy here, you watch this movie and you're like, there were no compromises. He's getting to make art for you. And man, it's so fun to watch. Uh, the score is chilling. Those violins, mm. uh, you'll hear it one second, and you'll be like, fuck that, I've had mm-hmm. enough of this score. Yet, it's so good. Yeah, it might be... Um, I forgot about the score, that might rank up there. And I, I really, I got it instantly, obviously, and I tried listening to it a few times, and I'm just like, I can't. Yeah, it's like up there right with now. Requiem for a Dream score, or... Yeah. Yeah. Or Cannibal Holocaust as being like the scores that send chills up my spine. Yeah, I want to feel yeah. weird and uncomfortable. Unsettling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. It's so good. <clears throat> so effective. Um, yeah. It's amazing. I like, yeah, we just touched on it earlier, but I couldn't, I got so excited that it was sweeping the normie world. Yeah, it was just it, weird. How crazy was that? that just like, weird. Normies I haven't talked to forever are like, are you going to see this movie? And I'm like, how do you even fucking know about it? 
How many of those normies that you talked to were also complaining that it was spelled wrong? Well, no, but oh, okay. I, they'd all try to say it cool. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to go see Midsommar? Yeah, no, they would. <laughs> they were trying try to sound cool. Like, it's Midsommar. Just say it like a word. Anyway, but, uh, uh, oh, and it just got me so excited that, like, I, and having not seen it even, I was just excited. I just knew. I mean, I knew it would be completely different, and it is completely different than Hereditary, but it got me so excited that just no normie could possibly have been prepared for what they were about to see. And then from the moment of the the old couple at the rock, you're just like, oh, how powerful was that scene? Like, they don't cut away from shit. Like, no. there, there, there's no jump scares in this movie. And yep, that's, that's, that's one thing that I, I love about it is like. It's all tension building. Right. He handcuffs you to this chair and it's, and it's like, uh, what's the movie with the needle, the, um, with the, and the, <laughs> I'm making a I lot wish of this was a visual medium here. <laughs> if you could see what I just saw. <laughs> Um, Say the oh, clockwork, clockwork orange. orange yeah. yeah, so like he oh. just he handcuffs you to this chair. Ari Aster does, and he f- forces you to watch this ride, and it's it's so slow and so deliberate, and and it lures you in because it's so beautiful. You you can't help but just soak it in, and you can't. And he doesn't scare you away with jump scares, and he just it's so matter of fact, and and these moments. I mean, I, the the rock like. It had been it had been not a horror movie for so long. By the time we get to the rock scene, mm-hmm. you're just like, something fucking gonna happen here. Something's gonna happen soon, and it does. Well, yeah, you go into it knowing something's, something's gonna, gonna happen. Gonna, this is gonna be fucked, right? This yeah. Is, there's no way they're playing it like, oh, this is a fun vacation. Oh no. You know, you know what you're getting it into, can't. and that's what that's part of the tension building of this movie and how it progresses. Come? And this is a movie where I I feel like. The slow burn works, and the slow oh. burn um, helps drive the story because you're sitting there, and it's like, you know, you know, something will happen, and you're like, well, that's that's a little weird, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, right. It's like, well, you know, whatever. I'm and then just, it's uh, like, okay, that's that's kind of fucked up. And then next thing you know, boom, <laughs> old man hits the pavement, and you're like, what the fuck? And then it just progressively just gets. Darker, and you know, and you're sitting there thinking, well, they could still get, and then yeah. it's like, no, uh-huh. no, no, they could still get away, no, well, and it maybe, just yeah, progressively maybe, just gets darker, okay. it's and part of their history, maybe grimmer, and and for, oh, and for me, that's how you do a slow burn, yeah, without spoiling, those who've seen it will probably remember the scene, but uh, yeah, as it's constantly climbing this hill of tension and fucked upness. It all, it all came down to the, just the pinnacle of what I loved about how this movie makes you feel is that scene where it's near the end and shit's gone fucking crazy and I think it's the main girl, right? She's walking around and she comes into this shed, and then there's the guy that's above the plants, you know, and you're just. And they fucking just, you're just following her perspective. There's no jump. You just, it's just matter of fact. You just turn on it and you're forced to see the most uh, awful and 
crazy and unimaginable situation and you can't breathe and you can't back up and you are forced to stare at it and it's the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life but and you but you don't even know what you're looking at yeah for the first few minutes and you're just like there's a you, lot of that though oh i felt like god like, i loved it i don't get a full perspective of what i'm looking at and it's <sighs> freaking me the f out like in the scene yeah. at night when the guy goes into the churchy thing yeah. with the book and the and you know things are not going oh. well <laughs> but yeah, you're not yeah. sure what's actually happening you don't really know and you you just you're just along for his ride yeah and you're in the palm of his hands and definitely my favorite director in the last 2 years easy there's no doubt that this was clearly my number 1 just for the, like, I'm I'm watching my new favorite director make movies right now, and I just, every choice he makes is just, I love, I love it. I just, eh, not because I, it's what I want, I just, you know, you're just like, I'm clearly watching this kid, this fucking kid, you know, out of film school, just d- d- punk, making fucking art, ass. man, and I, I love it. So, Midsummer, hands down, Harry Astor, two years straight. Can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> or, I can wait. Is but, he working on anything? Uh, let me click on some things. I'm sure he is. How's click. this guy not... Click. Uh, oh. No. <coughs> Nothing. I think he said he wanted to do a comedy. Fuck yeah, bring it on. Because that's going to be I would be, be interested to see his take on comedy, yes. And and to be honest, about damn time. <laughs> that's that's where he loses me. I have to have I have to have some levity in my horror. I have to. Uh. Yeah. Top that, Tad. <laughs> oh my god, Tad's number one. I can't wait. I waited all damn year. What's it gonna be? I've looked at his list a hundred fucking times, so I'm like you can't and figure it out. He's been crossing you? them off, and I'm like, well, that's not it now. Oh, it's not that now. Well, Mike uh, sort of had a nice little segue there with the levity thing. My number one is Ready or Not. Hot damn! Nice. nice. Fucking loved it, man. I had a blast at the theater. I number went one. out. Wow. Walked out of the theater super pumped. Right. Um, it This never left my number one spot. Uh, everything else sort of sh- shuffled around this movie. Um most fun I had at the theater all year. Most fun yeah. I had watching a movie all year. Yeah? Yeah, man. This Absolutely, one kicked dude. so much ass. What an ending. What a oh. fun... Yeah. It was the perfect ending. Yeah. They they nailed it, so... Uh, not much I can else I can say, because we just talked about it, like, five minutes ago. Because it was <laughs> at the top of Andy's list, too, and I'm glad that... Uh, I, I think we all enjoyed this one, and uh, well, I yeah. didn't. I didn't get a chance to pipe in on this one, um, so I'll just say I loved it too. Uh, it's maybe one of those that I regret it not being in the top ten. I really feel like I mean it's totally in my wheelhouse. I mean, Jason was oh. trying to guess my number one the other day. Oh yeah, and I name off five comedies, and they're not on his and list. None like, of what the fuck? Like, is yeah, and ready or not, I, I lost my shit. I would have. 
I would have no, bet everything. On. I'm I'm upset I didn't see this in the theater with people because I know I, I would have it would have been a blast because when I watched it by myself, oh, yeah, for for the show, uh, I was laughing out loud, you know. And if you can give me a laugh out loud while I'm by myself watching something, you know, that's that's a true testimony to the comedy. And the comedy just comes out of the situation of the characters, and that some of those family members are so stupid. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's just great. And, you know, oh, yeah, really fun, really funny. Love watching rich assholes get fucked up. And there's that, too, <laughs> yes. It uh, is gratifying. It I'm is going to lie. It is a very cathartic for the kind of the state of the world we're in right now. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Hmm. That leaves me. What's your number one, Mike? My number one, my favorite, and this is kind of the same thing like you said, Tad, with <coughs> Ready or Not. Like, everything else kept moving around, but this kind of still stayed at the number one. Now, I'll say it again. I know I'm going to get called out for being biased on this, because it is, and I'll admit, there is some biasness to it. You know, seeing it in the theater, seeing it in the theater with the filmmakers seeing the theater with the filmmakers who happen to be friends of mine um but it doesn't change the fact that i enjoyed the shit out of this movie from beginning to end and my number one movie of the year is haunt this is this movie was totally within my realm of of horror that i love i mean it felt like it felt like an 80s uh, an 80s slasher film Without purposely forcing the '80s isms down our throat, you know, um, it just it just uses those same it just uses those same tropes instead of trying to match the look and the feel or the retroness of it. Um, you know, it's just it's just telling another story within that subgenre with by people who get what that what that subgenre is like. No kids on bikes. Exactly. No kids on bikes. Exactly. Um, Modernize what we love and, you know, just go from there. Exactly. And the fact that it takes place at, at like, a haunted house attraction, I've said it for years, I love that environment. I love movies that are set in that environment. And this is the best example of that. This blows Toby Hooper's Funhouse out of the water. It beats Funhouse Massacre. Because what's... well, even though Funhouse Massacre is a great movie and it's it's a lot of fun, but what separates Haunt from Funhouse Massacre is the the haunted attraction in Haunt is what a haunted attraction in a rural Iowa town freaking looks like. Yeah. It what it looks like, what it smells like, what it feels like. You know, in like Funhouse Massacre, you have like. There's carnival games outside. There's radio DJs, you know, and it's this big, huge, elaborate. It's like, no, that's not real. This is what a haunt is. This is what a, a small town haunt really looks like. And um, and I loved the bad guys in this. You know, um, I've never, I've, I've always been the the of a the sayer of like, you put a maniac in a movie in a mask. You better not talk. You're Jasons, you're Michaels. But the fact that these guys talk, it's minimalistic, but 
it's like I think it makes him creepier, which I didn't think was possible. And the taking off the mask, which I didn't want either. And the taking off the mask is creepier. I love the whole concept of altering their their looks to match their masks. And the makeup on those are so cool looking. So good. Um, a lot of the traps and, and, and kills and gores were were great. They did a great job with the gore. Oh, there was some there was oh, even some mo- cringe worthy moments for me. The guy that's seen just about everything and I'm cringing at at, at some moments. <clears throat> so yes. I feel like I'm justified in picking this as my number one and not oh, yeah. just the fact that it it's a um a personal pick. But that there's the movie itself holds up to it. Yeah, don't apologize for loving something, man. I'm glad to see this on a lot of lists. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a huge champion for this movie. Huge champion. Wish more people would see it, and I wish they'd put it on a freaking Blu-ray. They put it on DVD, and that's it. Yeah. I don't get it. They just got scared last minute. Something. It's just too bad. Yeah. It's too bad. It's sort of getting more and more common with these, uh, like, smaller indies. I think sometimes a lot of these, like, when you order the DVD from Amazon, they're DVRs. Like, people are, they're, like, burn on demand. They basically have a file. They burn it to the DVD and send it to you in a case. Oh, man. I hope that's not a thing. Growing trend. (laughs) Yeah. Half of the reason why we buy the physical is for cool boxes and nice pressed discs and yeah features yeah. And <clears throat> special features yeah <clears throat> all right so that's that's all oh of our top gosh. tens man all of our top tens and here you go jason i've been keeping track through oh. the episode so we don't get that i don't have to bug you email later of like hey i need you guys this top tens i kept track throughout the show i kind of wanted to um do the math and like, like the top five films of, of all time based on you know how where they placed on people's lists and how many times they showed up on the list and stuff. Uh-huh. But that's math, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's no fun. No. All right, so God, is it really over? Man, we did a lot of work. Watched there- a lot of movies. Well. Is there any movies that we, um... There are some that we... There's a couple I, that I feel through. like I'm kind of bummed we didn't touch base on in any of our episodes. Like, uh... I don't think we talked about Little Monsters at all, did we? Yeah, we did not. No. That is That was way better than I thought it would be. Like, the trailer seemed okay when I first watched it, but then when I watched the movie, I thought it was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. You know... You get tired of zombie movies, right? But this is actually is a pretty fun little zombie film. Yeah. You got kids in peril, which is always which is always nice. And you got um god dang it, what's that guy's name? What's that comedian's name that plays the um Josh Gad? Yeah, Josh Gad. Um I always enjoy him and it was cool seeing him get torn apart. Yeah, we didn't uh Annabelle comes home. That didn't come up at all. <clears throat> no, really. and 
I still haven't seen the first two Annabelle movies, but I liked this one. It felt like it could have been an, a Conjuring sequel instead of an Annabelle sequel. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. Got to see the Warrens and the daughter, and it took place in the house. Exploring and that room even yep. more, which is what I want out of this universe, is exploring <laughs> more of that room and what's in the room. Huh. I thought Happy Death Day to You was kind of fun. Yeah, that's hard to believe it didn't make your list too, Mike. I, I, I love I love this franchise. I'm bummed there's not going to be more of them. I, I really like the second one. My 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 one complaint about it is that it feels it felt inconsistent with the with the horror elements. I think I said this when we talked about it on the show before that it felt like time at times it forgot it was. Uh, a horror franchise, and so they like kind of force the killer to show up from here and there for no reason. Um, so I th- I love this movie, p- but probably more for the uh, the world that it's in and and the comedy of it more than it being a horror film. But. Another one that across the board we all saw and hasn't been mentioned is Ma. Yes, oh, yeah. that was one of the last ones I I got around to watching. What'd you guys think of Ma? I didn't. I didn't love it or hate it. I li- I say I liked it. I, but um, obviously not top of my list anywhere. Even in my honorable mentions, uh, I thought it. It was got totally good. Towards the end, but oh, yeah, I thought it was. It was I thought it was okay. It was. It was. It was solid. I mean, yeah. but, I mean, it yeah. wasn't. It didn't blow me away, and I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was okay, and I think like some of us can appreciate the uh, small townness of it, where you know yeah. everybody in town is who we went to school with, kind of thing. Um, but my thing is, it's like, how come she didn't pull any of this shit sooner? Since she's living in this town, surrounded by the people that did her wrong back in high school, and it is it was it was it. Juliet Lewis's daughter that was the motivation for her to finally get revenge on everybody that I just I felt like it was motivated like the story unfolded like she probably would have just went on being weird yeah but it was them kids asking her to buy beer that really started this whole thing and, and the fact that she was feeling it, accepted generally. yeah she yeah. was she became the cool kid finally <clears throat> just by like by opportunity you know okay i'll take it yeah i would say a a few on my list that uh it's i was surprised that no one else saw the prodigy i saw that one in theaters and that was cool i think you guys would dig that one so check try to check that out if you have a chance um about a little kid that's not what he seems I won't say anything else about that. Spoiler, but, um, they're all not what they seem. <laughs> um, Wounds on Hulu was a cool one with yeah, Army Hammer. Wounds and, was awesome. Uh, yeah, really good. Um, another one I saw was Villains with Maka Monroe and uh, Skarsgård that plays uh, Pennywise. They're like a couple that basically... Um, robs a convenience store and while they're running away their car breaks down and so they break into a house to steal a, steal a new car and the house they break into is owned by some fucked up people because they find a, a little kid chained in the basement and uh, oh, that's mm. just the beginning and then the, that's oh. like the first five minutes 
That's a pretty kick-ass premise, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it goes from there because they're they're fucked up, you know. And they rob the store. They think you know they're breaking into innocent person's house, and then it, there, there's I think there's a little literally a part where they sort of all are staying in a room, and they're like, "So what are we gonna do about this?" Because it's like it's almost like the uh, the uh, what the audience is thinking, like, "Okay, shit, a lot has happened all right now, and now what are we gonna do?" Because we're robbers. You have a kid chained in the basement. Where do we go from here? Mm. Uh, it gets very interesting. Um, I think me and Andy were the only ones that saw Zombieland 2, which surprised me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make it to the theater. I'm bummed so, about that as well. That was a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah, that was, that was, it was a good time. Yeah. That was a double feature with the wife. We went, we watched uh, The Adams Family and then we went and saw Zombieland 2. That's fun. I like Adam's Family, too. Adam's Family, another one I'm bummed I missed in the theater. It got difficult this year, I guess, to get to the theater. I guess. I think I I made it a point to get there more this year. I've probably been to the theater more times this year than I have in the past freaking ten years. I felt like the first half of the year I started pretty strong, but it tapered off. Because I'm looking at the list now, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I missed that one when it was in the theater. Yeah, went and and saw that one. And Escape Room, went and saw that. Oh yeah, I missed Escape Room. I didn't see that one at all, and I'm hearing you know good things. I'm seeing it on some of the lists, so I, I guess I should have checked that and the uh, Annabelle. Both of those, I I guess I'll admit, is probably one of those things where I'm like, uh, like those are yeah. too like uh, mainstream or made for teenagers. It's not for me type things, and I shouldn't think that way because you know I find some good stuff when I when I you know open my mind and think see things I don't think I'll like. Yep. I see we all saw In the Tall Grass. What did you guys think of that one? Except Andy. I thought oh, that I guess, would be okay, on the list. Sorry. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. It's the it's the King Boys. Yeah, father-son project. I, was, I liked yeah, I it. not to be Patrick on, on Wilson, your list. Yeah. Why? Why what? Why? Is there something? Because <laughs> you're tall. Oh, right. No, just... Uh, because it seemed like up your alley for some reason I watched it and maybe because you you were like hey you should check this one out you know it's worth a watch and it was it definitely was for me um the premise was so damn cool and it started off really cool and I'm claustrophobic and it was sort of fucking with me and then it just sort of started dragging to me towards the end that I did not care anymore that's kind of how I felt by the end I just I just didn't even care anymore it dragged on a bit um Again, I agree. The premise seemed really cool. It started strong. I just I felt like they just missed the mark a little bit in the execution. So, but that feeling you got in your stomach, that second jump they did. Yeah, when you're further away, holy you're shit! Just like, oh yeah. fuck, that was cool. That was a cool moment. Well, and it's once it starts time looping, there's time travel stuff. Then I'm starting to get a little, uh, you're, you know, anxious. I don't like time travel stuff and too many questions i don't want to think too hard but yeah i thought it was good yeah um wrinkles the clown was one that i see on the list that no one else saw was a weird one a documentary about a guy a few years ago when (laughs) it was like the uh clowns in public craze when people would like call in the cops because there was you know clowns just popping up in cities like people would see them on the side of the road with the balloon or looking in their windows and shit basically this guy started it um 
he created a viral video and then he became a huge thing and so he started making money off it by advertising his services and these fucking these horrible parents would hire this guy to dress up in this terrifying clown costume and show up as a like a discipline to discipline their children like if their children weren't like going to bed or misbehaving they would pay this guy he'd show up and like knock on their bedroom window while they're sleeping and they're like if you don't behave wrinkles is coming back or he would they would hire him and wrinkles would call call and leave him voicemails Uh, oh my god and they talked to this like psychologist about how damaging this is to children permanently and stuff and why it's such a bad idea which seems pretty obvious. Yeah. But, uh, they talked to some of the parents who used them, and they're like, you know, it's a scare tactic. Like, you know, it's no different than yelling at your kid or spanking them. It's like, uh, yeah, it is. But uh, there, it's it's a little more than than the documentary too, because it takes a turn about halfway through, and uh, I won't spoil that in case you guys want to watch it. But there's there's an, another little twist on this twist. It's sort of cool. So okay. that one was interesting. Wow. Yeah. We all saw Pet Cemetery. Yeah. That didn't make any lists. No list. Yeah, it was good. It was okay. Just like, you know, Pet Cemetery is just not my favorite Stephen King story. That's what it's supposed yeah. to do. They did a great job with it. I have no complaints. I don't. I I liked the changes. I don't mind the changes. Same. I it's like just it. like okay. It's Pet Cemetery. I it was yeah, it was really good. Mid- I'm ready to move on. It's mid ground for me as well. I mean. Yep. It was well done, but yeah, just yeah. I I was pretty sad that the cat from the movie actually passed away, but yeah, yeah that was sad. <laughs> Jason, um, the hole in the ground. I really like that. It came close to my list. I'd say awesome. Uh, what did you think of it? It was great. I mean, I I passed on that all year long because like. I don't know if it's the artwork they used for the poster or description, but it, like, I've seen Was it, it doing it for you? It just didn't do it for me. It looked like something I've seen ten times already, or it looked too, I don't know, just too generic. But once then, <laughs> once I saw it was 824, I'm like, I can click <laughs> the button now. <laughs> They won't let yeah, me down. Damn it. The concept was creepy. I mean, kid movies in general are uh, yep. fucking weird. So it turned out pretty great. Yeah, it was. It, I, I think it. Uh, once again, sort of at the end, I, it lost me a little bit just because it dragged a bit. But uh, it was good. So another thing that we're there's still tons of movies we haven't talked about in this little section here but i definitely wanted to reiterate that like and i don't think we've mentioned any of our number 11 spots and i just wanted to let everyone know that if you wanted to hear what each of our number 11 the 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 film that just didn't make our list we did a bonus episode about that that you can hear on patreon and for as little as a dollar a month as little as a dollar a month, you can sign up to Patreon and hear all the bonus episodes, including what our number 11 was. Try it. Just wanted to 
It's exciting. I cuz I'm sitting here I'm like I want to I want to talk about that. <laughs> I already talked about that. Yeah, I just had uh maybe one more I'll I'll limit myself cuz I could go all night. Yeah. Going through this list, but um this other one I watched called Braid was really really different and I think Jason you would dig this one. Did you see this one? No. Uh-uh. Um basically these two women who are wanted um, they decide they're going to rob their friend, their childhood friend, who is wealthy but has some mental issues. And um, she's created this sort of fantasy world that they all li- that her and her friends uh, that she created as a child, and she's still living in this world in her head. And so they decide they they get make a basically a pact that they're going to visit their childhood friend and take her money, take advantage of her and take her money, but they realize that they have to basically live in this world with their friend and um, play to her, play her game, basically. Like, they have to earn that money by uh, playing into her crazy thoughts and her crazy... And uh, she owns this humongous house that's literally falling apart. And the movie's a trip because you're not sure what... You're, if you're watching her fantasy world or they're in the real world and what is real and what is not and it's bouncing all over if you don't if you want to watch a movie and not like if you want to have it in the background this is not it like this is one you have to sit and watch because uh, if you miss a second and you have no idea where you're going there's a few times I had to go back and uh, rewind <laughs> it and watch because I you know I looked down at my phone or something and I'm like what what where are we what are we doing but it's cool as hell um really awesome. really unique completely unique um and like i said once they get into this game and uh things start to get a little violent and they start to hallucinate and their things aren't as they as easy as they thought to get this money so braid is is i think it's on uh hulu i believe oh cool yeah mm, okay all right <clears throat> Well, that's it for 2019. Well, wait, that isn't all yet, because we have some shout-outs. We want to hear what you guys think are the best movies of 2019. So we're going to do some shout-outs here. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, it's time for some shout-outs. Give it to us, Jason. It's time for... Shout-outs! 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 All right, you know, just wanted to hear what everyone else thought. We've been talking about it way too long. Let's hear what you attackers think. Um, we asked on our on our Facebook page, we'll go with... Our pal Don and Nelly, he says, I'm still playing catch-up at this time. 
My list to see still includes Crawl, Midsummer, Child's Play, It 2, and Ready or Not, among others. But at this point, I can safely say I'm at a top five of The Wrath, The Shed, Us, Porno, and The Golem. Porno. Right, and we've all heard of maybe one of these, two of these movies. Yeah, man, that's, that's wrath, dawn for you though. Wrath. Yeah, I've heard of uh, the shed too. I've heard some good things about that. Dawn always porno finds it. Mike. Anyway, in no particular order, uh, which I expect to change drastically when I finally get those missing heavy hitters out of the unwatched pile. You probably will. One more time. Porno. Up next, we got Tim Lederer says. La Lorana is easily the best title you can sing to my Sharona. <laughs> nice. But I hear it just makes the monster angrier when you do that. Uh, that Tim, he's funny. He is funny. He really didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we got Scott Alden, the Movie Defenders podcast right here on the PFPN. He says, I've loved your previous shows on this. Oh, thanks, Scott. Thank you. Uh, we drop ours near Oscar time. Nice plug. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, that said, his are It, Chapter 2. Nice. We, we know he likes that one. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, Us, Crawl, and this is kind of a good one, Joker, maybe horror? Hmm. You know, real light. I don't know. I still, it's dark yeah, as I fuck, right? still haven't seen it. Wait, it's a comic bookish movie, I Mike. still haven't seen it. Huh. Interesting, huh? You need to get out more <laughs> to the theater. Here's the thing: I know I wouldn't be able to go see that movie oh, without Simon wanting to go too, and there's no way I'm going to yeah. let him see that movie. No, he's not old enough. Oh wait, and then didn't you have like comic book geek problems, hangups? I, 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 no, not really. I mean. I, I, I know he's not gonna. It. I know it's not gonna be my Joker, but that doesn't mean it okay. can't be a good movie. Okay, good answer. <clears throat> um, up next, we got Jose A. Ronhell says "Tigers Are Not Afraid" is easily the best horror film of two ni- 2019. I know it ran the festival circuit last year, but we didn't get it here until it dropped on Shutter, Shutter! this year. I'm counting it for 2019. Don't worry, we all we did are too. too. It's a very hard-hitting and haunting kids in horror film from Issa Lopez. If you guys haven't seen it, please take a look. I absolutely love it. It reminds me of the first time I saw Guillermo del Toro films back when I was in high school. And oh, it mm. does. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely does. I can agree with that. Yeah, it's a good flick. Totally agree. All we right. talked about it somewhere. I don't remember <laughs> at this point what yeah, episode Andy or what Tad, bonus no. one did we talk yep. about it on. Andy and Tad had it both as their number sevens. Oh, okay. Yep. Just missed my list, too. I thought it would, but... So sad. Okay, then we got in our Facebook group. We have one of those. A group. Group edition. Woo! Uh, we got... You want to hear from Brian Clark? Well, you're going to hear Yay! from Brian Clark. He says, I've seen, it, sounds, it starts like you, I've seen so few 2019 <laughs> movies. I know I'm missing out on some great stuff. 
Ready or Not is the most fun I've had in the theater in a while. Josh Kennedy's House of the Gorgon is a terrific love letter to Hammer Horror. Mm, nice. I don't know of this. Me neither. He always has at least one. You're like, you made that up. <laughs> and he's not done. He says, one cut of the dead was, wasn't widely available in the U.S. until 2019, and that movie is amazing. All agree. So true. And lastly, in the Facebook group, we got Tim Letterer. Tim Letterer, the funny guy, he's back with a real answer. <laughs> with an answer? Maybe. Okay. Midsummer used a razor sharp command of cinematography and color to have one orange drink on a table full of yellow drinks, cluing the audience into exactly what was happening when the main characters were oblivious. It's a slow burner. But if you like folk horror at all, you should definitely check it out. Good answer, Tim. I we so agree. I de- we, we all agree. Yep. Good, good, good. Over on Twitter, we didn't have a real uh, straight-up response, but um, uh, our pal and uh, super patron, Brian Godsell, he's always tweeting out, uh, the episodes as he watches them, which is kind of fun to follow along. Like, what's he gonna do? <laughs> and so, like he he just he just listened to part one and two from last year. Oh, nice! I know he's been marathoning through all the yep. shows. Yep. And so, in his last tweet I got here, he says uh, he he just watched uh, the 2018 awards part two, and he says, "I'm now ready for the 2019 awards show. I'm hoping." The man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot gets some love. It did. And it sure it did. did. It made my list, I'll tell you that. I mean, not for me. Oh. It wasn't on my list. It wasn't. You'd have to. Okay, I'd and then. I uh, watching it. And then, uh, lastly, over on Instagram, <coughs> we have one of those two. Uh, we got Backlot605 says One Cut of the Dead, The Lighthouse, Us. Little Monsters, yeah, Ready or Not, and The Headhunter. That was some good picks. Yeah. And then uh, lastly on Instagram, we got Horror Miser says, Us, It Chapter 2, Midsummer, Ready or Not, and Happy Death Day to You. Nice. Great picks, everybody. Oh, man, what a good year. What an awesome year. Yeah, it's a good year. Good stuff. A lot of fun stuff. Is there things you're looking forward to in 2020? I, there's nothing on the radar. I don't know what You have zero on the radar. I don't know of anything coming out, man. At least in the world of horror. Wow. The Grudge comes out here pretty soon, right? Yeah. He looks really thrilled. Trust me with that. I'll tell you. Woo! Another... Another Grudge movie. Another hair in the face movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, they actually the posters that they have out now actually have real hair, like a wig attached to the top that hangs in front of the poster. Oh Jesus, that's kind of cool, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of over the long-haired ghost oh. movies. They took a long enough break. I think it's time for them to come back. I just don't know what new could be done with this. What else, guys? What else is coming out? I don't know what else is coming out. I don't really. What is coming out? Oh, is that finally coming out? Finally come out? Yeah. 
talk about comic book horror. Yeah. That the Conjuring cool. 3 comes out, I think, this year, right? Oh, yeah. Or is that 2021? Halloween Kills. Oh, yeah. Halloween oh, yeah. Kills. Um, what is the one I'm thinking of with the... Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, Antlers. I don't know if you've seen that trailer. Um, there's, yep. there's a the color or the shape of... Oh. What, what's on the new Nick Cage one? The new Richard Stanley one. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. The, uh, oh man, Nicholas Cage, isn't that? Yeah, you can do God it. God damn it, it's right there. I, oh, the you got this, Spolinger. Man, I've I've read up about it so much. It's the color of the shape uh, of the shape of color. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Have it in a second here. Uh, it's the color space. The color uh, out, color of space. out of space. Yeah. Spectravision. New film with Richard Stanley directing. It's about time. Writing, directing. It's about time. Although, like, to this day, I still have not seen Dust Devil. I've seen hardware I and of course seen Dr. Hardware. It's on my it's on my to do list. I've got the DVD, so And hardware is one of those like if you go all the way back to earlier episodes of the show, I know we talked about hardware and I don't think I I don't remember giving it a very glowing review. But as time passes and the more of that movie sits in my brain, or if I see, you know, a screenshot from that movie or I see clips from that movie, the more I'm like, I, I, I think I really liked Hardware. Quiet Place Part 2. Is that supposed to be this year? Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. It won't be as written as well. Hey. It won't be. Fantasy Island. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Afterlife. Yeah. The, Invisible, the Invisible Man. That looks oh, really good. that did look cool. Wait, no. I stayed away from the trailer because somebody told me they showed too much. Yeah. How can you see too uh, much with the Invisible Man? Stop it. The new, the new Candyman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, which is, isn't that produced by Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele, yeah. Urge 5. Yeah. There's some good stuff coming. Yeah. We'll just keep listening to this show, and we'll keep you informed on what's coming up. I will. Uh, <laughs> oh, you weren't talking to me. You would have to listen to the show. <laughs> That's true. So that is it. Oh, how exciting. 2019 is now officially over it when is. we say it's over. Yeah, it so is. So it's over. Bye-bye, 2019. It has been... Yeah. Quite a year. Happy New Year! That's right. Time for 2020 with Barbara Walters. No. So I want to thank. I want to give a special thanks to all the listeners out there. Um, because of you, we've been doing this now for in our ninth year. In our ninth year, coming up on 200th episode, man. Which is huge, you know, considering you know we we're every other week. So that's a long, long <laughs> ass time doing this. Yeah, and we wouldn't be still sitting here doing it if it weren't for you people out there listening. So, thank you, thank you so much. So, 
Until next time, this is Insane Mike, and we will talk to you on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. The 200th episode? The 200th episode. Next! Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer!